Hello, sports fans. This is Sellout Sports. I am Tori Rich, joined by Mike Mawson and our friend Parker Rush. We have a lot to talk about today. This might be the most content-heavy episode we have uh, we've come out with yet. Where are we at? Episode 26. Um, and right off the top, we're going to be starting with the college football playoff. The travesty that was the college football playoff selection. Travis, you know, get it? I get it. Yeah. yeah. How many? You did a play with how many? There. Yeah. How many? How many? Uh, how many news outlets do you think did that headline? I haven't heard it a lot, but like, oh, you're saying like newspaper, like yeah. old school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, old, good... well, well, print. You do puns like web. Yeah. Web. Web puns don't really help you out as much. Although that one might help, actually. Tallahassee, whatever Tallahassee is, I think that would be that would have been a good one for them. Wait, what? Like the Tallahassee newspaper. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Florida, which I'm, which Florida I'm sure State. they would. No, what you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm being a nerd about it, but I was saying like for SEO, like Travis, you know, and then you put Travis as a keyword, of course, and then right, you're, you're talking. Yeah, SEO. nobody I'm knows just gonna, that. I'm just gonna hit the <laughs> hit music. The music. Here we go. So since this was my idea and I'm older than both of you and because the show was, I mean, like I get credit for the show being my idea. Like I approached you about it, right, Mike? Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Okay. So, so all of those things combined, you guys have to go first and I get to have the final, I get to have the closing statement. So college football playoff, um, Michael Parker, you guys, um, I don't know, you guys decide. Pick a number between 1 and 10. Uh, I'll defer to the guest. We'll, <laughs> let, we'll let the guest go <laughs> okay. first. Uh, Parker, you know. your opening statement, please. Uh, the college football committee got this correct. Um, they nailed it down to a T. Florida State was a very deserving team, but they're not one of the four best teams in the country. Um, it is unfortunate that they lost their quarterback when they did. But with that being said, like you have to take everything into effect. And they just weren't cutting it. All right, let me piggyback off of that a little bit because I agree with you, Parker. Uh, those that follow us on Twitter know that I actually got the uh, hashtag Mike was right. I like to do that from time to time. I got the uh, order correct. Uh, I predicted this before the committee came out. And I thought the committee honestly probably was going to put Florida State in at four. Um <sighs> It sucks for the kids. It sucks for the coach, right? But it was the right decision in my mind. Um, you talk about Florida State, you know, not being being deserving, but not being one of the best four. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's. I've heard a lot. Like, should should uh, Florida State have just given up? Like in the past twenty four hours, once uh, Travis broke his leg a few weeks ago. No, they should have continued to play at a high level if they wanted to be in. I, I know they're undefeated, but they should have continued on the path that they were earlier in the year. And they like this Florida State team isn't 13-0. This this Florida State team as currently constructed is what, 2-0, 3-0? beat uh they beat Florida. I'm not gonna say anything bad about that, even though Florida's down. I think rivalry games matter a lot and things can be closer than uh, you know, than they should be. We saw that with Alabama Auburn. 
Then they beat yeah, no, I agree. Then they beat Louisville, who the man sitting across from me, I think, is a little higher on Louisville and the ACC in general than than I am at least, and I think think the same for you, Parker. Um, games do matter, yes, but and and let me just say this: the four best teams didn't make it in because Georgia didn't make it in, right? Like I think everyone here can agree that Georgia is one of the best four. And they didn't make it in. So that that throws away the four best narrative in my mind for Florida State. Like that they're not I I would admit Florida State, not because they're not one of the best four, but be, because of how the season is trending as we reach November and as we reach December. Is it is it my time now? Have you seeded your time? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll seed some time. I, I think we'll go back and forth, but the, that's my opening statement. Oh, yeah. Statement. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right, Parker, let me make my opening statement. You've had your time. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um, okay. So I would like to start right there because if we're, if we're all in agreement that the four best teams aren't in the college football playoff, then the, the understanding then is that you have to win games when they matter. So – Georgia didn't win the game when they met because I would actually put, probably put Ohio state in the top four too. They only lost by That's six possible. to the, to the, to the number three team in the country at the time. Right. So, and I mean, and that's what matters, right. Is what, what were they to, I mean, there's a little bit of both, right. What were they at the time and what, and what, what, what are they right now? Right. Both matter. Both factor into it a little bit. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they do. I'd probably put Ohio state in the top four too. If we're just saying the four best teams, but you have to win games when they matter, and that's part of being a good team. It's like just winning, winning, winning when it's on the line. So that being said, all of this talk about strength of schedule, which yes, Alabama's strength of schedule is much better than. And and again, I I'm I'm putting I'm putting them. I'm excuse me. I'm putting Florida State in over Texas, not over Alabama. Alabama beat the number one team in the country, though I think there's a case to be made for Florida State in over Alabama too with Alabama losing at home by double digits, right? Again, it's it's the whole body of work, and it's the whole season. So losing one quarterback, especially, again, if we're going to say, because we, we've, we've acknowledged and the, and the committee has acknowledged that they're going to put the teams that are going to make the best games in, right? So if you have if you have a month to prepare a what you know whatever Rodemaker is a 21 22 year old kid or maybe even I don't know what is he a sophomore for I don't actually know. So he's a young quarterback, he's going to be out of concussion protocol. They're going to have a month to get the kid ready. So are you telling me by then with Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson Johnny Wilson, thank you to throw to and I mean, just uh, uh, that that entire team around him, and Jared Verse, that freaking monster at defensive end, that Florida State can't be competitive. I I don't buy that. And here's what I don't get is so Parker's a, a somewhat Patriots fan. You're you're a legit Patriots fan, right? Like, what, who who can appreciate a team that wins ugly more than you guys? So that's that's another part of it I don't understand is. Strength of schedule, strength of victory, all these things. When you're talking about Power Five conferences, none of that stuff is a factor until you're comparing teams with like records. Florida State did not lose. Florida State earned the right to be in in the college football playoff. They didn't lose a game. Like 
they deserve to be commended for overcoming losing two freaking quarterbacks. That, 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 like quarterback is not the only position on the field. Is it the most important? Yes. But we have, we have assigned too much weight to that position. And this is just another example of that. And go ahead. Like look at the NFL right now. Look at the NFL. Plenty of teams are, are successful without what you would call like top tier quarterback play. And plenty of teams with what we thought were top tier quarterbacks aren't that great. Two different games, college football, NFL. I get it. But just as a culture, as a football culture, culture in this country, we have assigned too much importance to that one position. So that's another thing that um, I think has been a hot, talk, uh, a hot point talking-wise today is, oh, well, let's just put the four best quarterbacks in then. That's not what the committee did, because if they did that, LSU would be in. Obviously, they, they don't have a case to be in. but Of course. And, uh, and you know what? So let, so let me... Oregon, let me, too. Right. Uh, right. Well, yeah, in Oregon, too, of course. So... Here's the thing. About, okay, so they beat they beat the Heisman winner, and that's and that's my biggest point. Is like, so are we going to not give them any credit for again at the number five team in the country at the time, who we know, whatever he's going to be the Heisman winner. Everybody knows it. So they 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 beat the Heisman winner. They beat the number five team in the country handily. Not necessarily not quite neutral site, but it's not like Florida's that far from Louisiana either. Um, I don't know. I I just, so I I get what you're saying. We're not, we need to, you need to incentivize important games at the beginning of the year. Like you do, you shouldn't, you should, that shouldn't lose meaning that they won that game. It it has to, when you see what LSU was towards the end of the year and how bad that defense was, you're looking at that week. Uh, was that week one or it was week one? Yeah. It was either week or week zero. Whatever it was. Okay. So yeah, you're talking about fifth ranked team in the nation, but that's preseason rankings, which, you know, uh, it's, it's based off recruiting. Like, uh, basically, you know, what's the talent on this team? Kind of what, it, what did they do the year before, but kind of less that now. No, that, LSU, now that there's the I mean, I'd say portal. LSU didn't meet expectations. Jane Daniels, Probably exceed. I mean, he exceeded expectations, Definitely. right? But yeah, LSU as a team didn't meet expectations. I I agree. But my my but, big thing with what you said there was, uh, you have to win the games that matter. All four teams that are in won the game that mattered at the end of the year, right? I mean, yeah, but sure. But they but but the teams Michigan that were t- blows out Al- Alabama Iowa. and Texas both lost. Florida State didn't lose. And and, and are you going to tell me the Big Twelve is that much better than the ACC this year? Yes. No. Yes. The the top teams in the Big Twelve, I'm I'm talking, obviously Texas, Oklahoma, and I'll throw Oklahoma State in there. Give me those over anybody in the ACC, including Florida State. Probably uh, maybe not with Oklahoma State over Florida State. Yeah. No. This 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 no Florida State team, yes, that's crazy. No way, dude. Did you see what with Jordan just, Travis? Probably Jared not. Burst, but no, Jared no Burst Jordan. is a game wrecker. He like like he should probably like he. It's the it's the way in which you win too. I mean, you're you're. I for me, it's a lot about how you're trending. Michigan just handled Iowa. You know, Iowa doesn't have an offense. I think they're literally 133rd out of 133rd in the country. Okay, we get that, but they just beat you know a rival in Ohio State as well. Okay, so now now we go down the list. Now we got Washington, who beat Oregon twice, and they just beat Washington again. I mean, they just beat Oregon again as like 10 point underdogs. Okay, that's that's a great win. Now we're talking. 
Yeah, but nobody's going to debate Michigan and Washington. Being okay, in, okay, right? okay. We, so we, I'm we're just going all, down the list. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. We all agree that those two are in, right? So like, now, so now we're going Texas, who wins handily over a top twenty Oklahoma State team. They win by twenty eight. 31, enough to where they can put their start, their starting running back who tours ACL in the game at the end of the game because that's how, you know, the game's over. Louisville was ranked 14th in the country in Florida State. Yeah, but Louisville but, sucked this year. Okay, so I, I agree. <laughs> I don't think you're higher on Louisville than we are. I mean, you, you talk a lot about the offense. I mean, they're 44th in yards per game and points per game. That's a middle-of-the-pack offense. That's not like an offensive juggernaut that they shut down. And they won 16 to 6. Like the game was in question more than any other game you're talking in the top four. Like again, they didn't, again, they didn't pass the get, eye test. Dude, you get, you, to me, you get credit for overcoming that when, when you, when you overcome losing a quarterback, that, that speaks to the character of the rest of your team. Like that, that scores points for me with Florida State. And again, I think Rodemaker is going to be fine. I, I, you know what? Quite frankly, as long as like 19 guys don't enter the transfer portal, which is probably going to happen, that's a whole other freaking conversation that we could have, right? Yeah, we can't. But judge, right now, we can't. right now, I'm interested in the Florida State Georgia game because I'd like to see how Florida State hangs with them. You, you can't judge it because the people are probably not. Well, unless everyone plays and and people in Georgia play, which I don't think you know. The, the no, odds it's, of both it's of a those. whole other conversation about yeah. the transfer portal and guys not playing in bowl games. That's not and all fair. That, like, that's not fair to Florida State to judge them off of that, and it's not fair for Georgia either. But, but that should be an exciting game. It should it, be. You know, like it should be. It should be an important game, even if you, and I, I don't know. Like, I, do I think? Do I necessarily think the college football playoff is going to be solved with twelve teams next year? No. I mean, and and what are you doing? You're you're. You're decreasing the unique value of the regular season with it, right? I just, I I need to hear this though. You had, you had Texas seven when in in a text conversation between I mean, us. I mean, well, seven. You had Ohio State ahead of them. I mean, yeah, us just talking shit in a text, but yeah, okay. So okay, yeah, oh, did Michigan. you actually? Okay, sorry. Did you do you stand behind that or are you backing that a little bit? Are you are you backtracking I, that a little bit? I mean, right now, I I would. <laughs> Again, we're are we doing the college football playoff or are we doing the are we doing the who's the best team? Like like if if it's our AP rankings or are we doing the college football oh, who okay. we think should okay. be in the, So you're saying Because we've already acknowledged that those are two different things, okay, right? Okay, my bad. My bad. Okay, so you're saying best team wise. I got you. Okay. So uh, no, and and so college football playoff, yeah, te- like I put Ohio State above Texas and I would like that was incorrect, but so I would say, yeah, I think I would put Texas at 6. Okay. Georgia five, Alabama four, obviously, because Alabama beat them more recently, right? And, and and the thing that the thing that the the committee doesn't um, help themselves at all with is they don't adjust these rankings like when they start coming out, you know, in week whatever it is nine or ten, whenever the first college football playoff rankings come out, they don't take these things into account where they're going to take them into account. At the end of the year, like when Jordan Travis got hurt, they yeah, didn't, it's inconsistent. They, they didn't yeah. bump him down. See, so, but as somebody that's been around the sport and like has seen that in the past, I could see that, like, okay, they're not some. It's easy but that, to that's what it's I mean. easy that, to be like, oh, they're not dropping them down. So, like, how can you drop them down now? For whatever reason, they just wait till the last week. Um, I was I was wrong. I saw I saw a picture of the college college football playoff committee. I think there was. There was one woman, and I think there were like three or four uh, black dudes, actually, because I made the joke that it's like a, a room full of old white men. Yeah, right, um, right. 
And uh, so apparently I was incorrect about that at least. But like, who are these people? Funny, funny enough, I don't know their their because it. Uh, I'm not sure if you get in two years in a row, like if you can stay on the committee. But I think there's always like new blood going in. Uh, not necessarily maybe young blood, but new blood. Uh, five ACC members or you know associate associate associations with the ACC in this year. Five out of the thirteen. So including the the you know. ACC head of the chair committee or whatever that role is. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much that yeah, matters because so, you, um, you, you might be afraid of like compromising or looking integrity. like you're biased yeah. and everything like that. You might, I mean, maybe you want to stay on the committee. I mean, is there money? Is there a stipend? Well, like, what's the deal? There? I think I it's don't just know. a lot of stress. But uh, what were you going to say, Parker? <clears throat> yeah, so the committee's made of 13 members. Uh, the majority of them are ex-coaches, ADs, or school presidents. There's been people like Condoleezza Rice was on it, like, the first two years. Um, and if any time there's, like, a conflict between, like, the team you used to, like, be with or, like, you openly root for, like, you have to leave the room. So, like, if it's a rival, you'd have to leave the room. Um... I mean, like, it's not perfect, but, like, this is way better than what it used to be. Didn't the Browns want to hire Condoleezza <laughs> you know, Rice as their head coach oh, or think, GM? Uh, may, GM. Or probably. maybe, like, chief of football operations not, or something. It was, uh, I think it was GM. It was someone in the Browns organization fucking with Adam Schefter. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fair okay. enough. <laughs> ah, <that's, laughs> yeah, you could pull one over on Schefter. That's funny. <laughs> Kind of a dick move though, too though. You know, like I mean, Schefter's like worked for his his reputation, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, but he he does have a reputation now that he kind of just uh, the agent texts him what to say and he just kind of puts it right out there, kind of. Yeah. So I I mean, like, yeah, he's kind of humble him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe every once in a while, just check him. But uh, anyway, so Parker, you just said, you know, and, and I said last episode too is like like. um it's just like democracy, like that saying about democracy is the worst political system in the world, except all the other ones. Like this is, that's, that's, that's what we're looking at right now. Like all these systems suck, but I still believe in mine where decided on the field one way or another. And, and again, Florida state decided it on the field, but my, so my point was, uh, so if we went back to BCS, it's funny. Did you guys see what the BCS rankings would have been? No, I didn't see. So it. Alabama three, and then by the slimmest of margins, Florida state in over Texas. So hmm. take that for what it's worth, I guess. Because it's not like anybody liked the BCS, and, and that includes me, but it is kind of a funny tidbit. I'm surprised because Texas has the best win of the season on paper, right? Because they beat Alabama, who in turn obviously beat Georgia. So, so okay, so if we're going to do this, if we're going to do this like football algebra, right? We're like, well, they beat them, so they beat them, but they only beat them by three, and they only beat them by four. And like, no, yeah, there's matchups. There's matchups. So, right, right, right. So, so I want to get into that for a second when it comes to Alabama, right? Because, yes, Florida State did have some weak wins, right? You know, on the road at BC, which you said at the time. So I don't put a lot of weight in the rivalry game, actually. Um, I know that because that's what you're holding against but, Texas. That's that's so, that's our uh, disagreement there. You're you're holding the loss to Oklahoma right. a lot higher but than I, I am. But I don't. So here's what I, here's the thing. I got to be consistent, right? Alabama beat Auburn. Like it was so. But what? But using it against you though is what I'm saying, right? I'm using your argument against you though. Okay. 
Alabama beat South Florida 17 to 3. Oh. Audio technic technical difficulties. There we go. New theme song, okay. maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> Fucking Dunkin' Donuts. Everybody loves a donut. Dunkin' Donuts sucks That's so much now, too. Like, Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, if you want to be a sponsor, like, I'll change. Actually, just Dunkin' now. Yeah, that's stupid, too. Like, what's wrong with just coffee and donuts? You know what I mean? Like, why did you have to start doing all this other shit? Just give me good coffee and good donuts and give your dumb employees, like, less things to do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, our Dunkin' Donuts here in town are atrocious. I worked at Dunkin' Donuts three different times in my life, and I was really fucking good at it, so it's really frustrating. I order the app and never have a problem. And it's disgusting to me that I'm going to be either a Starbucks person and not as disgusting to me that I'll probably just go to our local, you know, mom-and-pop coffee shop, but... That's way too expensive, but still. Um, okay, as I was saying. Bama, yeah, not winning Bama, decisively in yeah. your eyes. So, uh, so yeah, 17-3 to three over um, at South Florida, okay? Yeah, where there's like a 24-10 to 10 over Ole Miss. Like, like, pff, come on. Like, if you, have a, if you have a gigantic line and like Alabama does, you should still boat race a team like South Florida. Arkansas at home win twenty four to twenty one, pretty close one. Tennessee um, decent win thirty four to twenty. Rivalry, like I don't care. Um, LSU by a le- by a lesser margin. Yeah, at home against LSU by a lesser margin than than Florida State beat them forty two to twenty eight. All right, we're, we're picking straws here. Three, that, uh, three touchdown versus two touchdowns. No, wait, wait. If we're gonna do this, if we're gonna do Louisville, you know, Florida State only beat Louisville by ten, and then hang, hang on, let me finish Alabama. So okay, yeah, then they crushed Kentucky, Chattanooga, and then so again, using your logic, not necessarily mine, only beat Auburn twenty-seven to twenty-four with a miracle play that never should have happened. That's not my logic. My logic is rivalry games are usually closer, and I'm not going to hold them against a team. I like the margin. I'm not going to hold it against it. I'm not going to hold them against what like Auburn, Alabama is always weird stuff. I mean, kick six, just a you know the most obvious example. So, so conference rivals, Florida State and Louisville, just because it's not that's a, not a more that's, that no, it's not. They're the, still the rivalry it's still in our conference. Florida, they still, they, Florida, yes. Like how long beating, have they been in the only same? Only beating Florida. At Florida by nine with their backup quarterback, I excuse that because it's a it's a rivalry game. How long have Florida excuse- State and Louisville been in the same conference? It's so it's still it just I because mean, just, I mean, just because it's not the Iron Bowl. Louisville, Louisville was like, Big East for a while, so I don't even think it's that that long. The Big East. When's the last time the Big East was around? It's been like f- at least twenty years, right? Fifteen. I mean, that's not that no, long of like a ten. It's not that long of a time, Tori. We're talking two decades. Like that's not a lot of like you see them like. Okay, you've seen them twenty times. We're saying, but I, I don't anybody think involved in the game knows, you know, knows Florida State and Louisville as as conference quote unquote rivals. Even if it's not, I don't think. Even don't if think, it's not a classic rivalry game, no. it's two teams that are familiar every, with each every other. Every team in your conference is not a rival. That's I I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Do they play every year? Um, I'm, if they're in the same division, I'm not sure if they are. I'm not sure if ACC has divisions, honestly, anymore. Look, but I'm not assigning the same do. weight to the right. Ri- okay, I'm not assigning the same weight to the rivalry or anything of that nature. All I'm saying is that if you're going to excuse Alabama and Auburn being a close game, there's a li- and that game wasn't really yes, like it was a touchdown lead late in the game. It was to a certain extent still in question. Again, with a third string quarterback who won't be playing. In and if this- if you want to be in the college football playoff, you should be. Uh, 
Florida on a down year by more by double digits with their backup quarterback. Okay, you should you should beat Auburn. You should crush Auburn if you're Alabama. But when, but so this is the other difference when you have an opportunity to beat the number one team in the nation and you do that, that's much better than Florida State's win over LSU at the beginning of the year to a top five LSU team, but it's preseason rankings. What's LSU now? Like 17? Texas down the stretch struggles with TCU, struggles with Iowa State. Like these, like these aren't powerhouses. Yeah. And then, um, struggle struggle with Houston. Yes. Please go Parker. Yeah, so I don't I don't think this came down to Alabama, Florida State. I think it came down to Texas, Florida State. I'm just um, which I think Texas was getting hot at the end. They have to win over Alabama. Close loss in the final minute against the rival as their only loss. They just had to put Alabama at four because Texas has an idea. I, I agree with you. And may I mention rivalry game, neutral site, loss, four-point loss to a top, to the 12th ranked team. It's not like it, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, it's not like Oklahoma was unranked. How many teams did Florida State lose to? <sighs> yeah, but think of the opponents that they're playing. They're not playing anyone good. But that's not true. Well, no, 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 no that's not true. Cle- NC State, I know you're going to Clemson, say them, but they're not. Clemson like, they're broke not into the top year. 25. That's decent. That's not great, but it's Ooh, decent. Oh, wow. Clemson broke into the top 25? They, they beat Duke when they were ranked 16. They beat Louisville when they were ranked 14. And Louisville's not the, good. The These SEC, are other the teams SEC's that are beating record, up on worse. The SEC's ACC record against the ACC this year was 7-9. and nine. Now, that's not a perfect, but I'm that's, just saying the SEC, not, the SEC was the, not as good as, as everyone that's not the is, hell you is, is die used on. to. No, it's just it's not the SEC that everyone was used to. That's all I'm saying. It's not. The SEC was down, but it was slightly. And also, okay, that's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but no, the, it is. But it the was. SEC, like you know, being like like automatic. And again, I, I, I'm making a case for Florida State against both teams, but really, my case is more against Texas. I yeah. will take the top three from any conference and put them up against Florida State, and I'm probably picking. That's crazy. All of that's them. crazy. Maybe not Iowa. Probably Iowa because I, Iowa's got a better how defense. How am I the one? Iowa's not top three. You think it's Penn State yeah. over them? Oh yeah, it's Penn State. I think it's Ohio State, Penn State. Okay. Wait, didn't they play? Penn State beat Iowa, didn't they? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but Pac-12, same thing. I'm taking all of those over. I'm taking Oregon. I'm taking Washington. And give me your choice of Arizona, Utah. Wow, who finished? Who finished higher, Washington or Washington State or Oregon State? Whoever that is, I'll take them all. Against I'm going to guess State. Oregon State. All over, no, like if you want to say over Florida State's opponents, over Florida State's wins, sure, but over Florida State, that's crazy. No way, no way. All How am I the one on the wide receiver hill right now? Like, look at the talent at wide receiver, and again, a quarterback that would have a month to get ready to throw to them. Now we know we know what the layoff does to some teams, right? But. I feel like with a quarterback that is mostly untested, I, I don't know, man. Again, it's just like you wouldn't do this. You wouldn't do this to Texas if Ewers was out. And yes, you would. If if Quinn if Ewers, Arch, if Arch if, Manning if was the Quinn, quarterback, his name power, no way they would Quinn not Ewers, keep Arch Manning if out. If Quinn no. Ewers got hurt at halftime, Texas isn't it? No, they put Florida State in over Texas. No, nah, I don't buy that. Yeah, because of the zero. I losses. think they would because Arch Manning isn't even the backup. 
He's not? He's a third stringer. Yeah, I forget who the backup is, but he is third string. He got into Malik Murphy. Gotcha, gotcha. If Quinn Ewers gets hurt, Texas, I don't think, is in. It's going to be a lot more difficult with the Alabama win to not put them in, but I do think Florida State edges them in, in that scenario. Parker, what do you think? Uh, honestly, I think this Malik Murphy guy is pretty damn good. I think they still might put Texas in. Yeah, and okay, fine. I mean, like, whatever. I didn't even know that, <laughs> that Arch Manning wasn't the backup, but my my point being is we don't know who the hell any of these guys are. Rotomaker might be a stud. We've seen it time and time again that quarterbacks, like, we don't know who the hell they are, and they end up being great. Marcus Mariota came in in the second half of a of a freaking championship game and won it. Like, 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 like wait, what? Alabama over Georgia. Am I remembering things wrong? Mariota was Oregon. You said Mariota. Uh, yeah. What you? Sorry, Tua. Sorry. Tua yeah, sorry, yeah. I had Mariota on the brain because of fucking Eagles. <laughs> but yeah, We're thank to you. Into. My bad. Okay, so yeah, Tua came in the second half of a game, and well, like nobody knew who the hell he was. I mean, again, maybe Alabama nerds and recruiting nerds, but I, nobody knew who he was. So, I just, I'm sorry, man. Again, it just comes back to assigning too much importance to just one position, especially in college, where you can you can cover th- for things with different levels if, of talent. If they had like, like a world class defense, I would be more apt to put Florida State in, but they just don't. Like they held Louisville again, uh, mid 40s ranked offense to six points. Like that's not the feather in your cap. When you're only scoring 16, they needed a Cardell Jones game, is what they needed. Yeah. They, they, if I, I'll concede this, if they beat, uh, if the scores were flipped, I would put Florida State, like if, if, uh, Florida State won by four plus scores and Texas won by 10, again, I'm putting Florida State in over Texas. It's just they didn't do enough to impress me and obviously the committee that they deserve to be there with this current team. All right. Well, I already made my argument that this shouldn't be decided by a fucking committee. So anyway, I don't think anyone's going to agree here. Good fight. I'm going to call it a draw, and I'm allowed to do that because I'm in charge. <laughs> Tori siding with computers. Oh, wow, watch out. Uh, <laughs> oh shit, that's true. Yeah, I'm siding with the BCS. BCS Tori over here. <laughs> what a what a turn this took. Uh, okay, so how about this? So I, I think we can all agree on this. It's quite possible that this debate never should have fucking happened, right? Because that uh, that catch by uh, uh, Jesus' his name, the fourth and four. That, Bond. Yeah. Isaiah by, Bond. By Isaiah Bond. That was not a catch. No. And uh, that was a huge play. And was. then what was it? Two plays later, they score the touchdown, which was a great catch, by the way. Unbelievable catch. So like, like he like double clutched it while getting hit like that's pretty yeah. impressive did you end up seeing his uh his celebration i know you said you didn't see it at the time he just he, he does the little gun up like like he's like he's james bond isaiah bond it's it's oh, okay that's pretty good i <laughs> yeah, like it yeah. i like it that's yeah classic yeah all right cool cool um but that being said that was a huge play in a 10-7 game fourth and four i mean you know like do we know georgia's gonna go down and score no because there's like alabama was from like the I don't know. They were they were inside midfield, right? Yeah. Um, I think like at like the Georgia forty. So there's no there's no saying Georgia gets points after that. But we're talking, you know, ten seven. Instead we're talking seventeen seven at half. And that just like how does that not get reviewed? That's what I don't on a on a huge play. And it was yeah, and it, it needs to. Uh Alabama did hurry up to their credit. They re- they ran right up to the line. Bond, you know, 
who knows, man, this might be coached because Bond was like, was like, yeah, I bet, yeah, I made the catch. You know, what I mean? like 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 nonchalant, not like running up, like, hey guys, let's go, let's yeah, go, yeah, let's go. exactly. So to his credit, you know, if he if he sold it, sure, you know what I mean, because that's not the same as selling a penalty and being a little bitch. Um, so um, that's that's true gamesmanship, and I'll accept it. Um, but yeah, he didn't catch that ball. <laughs> so. No, he didn't. Parker, you were going to weigh in. What's up? I actually didn't see it. Um, I I wasn't watching the game live at that point. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, one thing I saw in this game, uh, you know, credit to Bama, obviously knocking off 29 game winning streak. They were down, they went three and out. Georgia went down the field, scored a touchdown. And, you know, that, that could have been game at that point. It sounds stupid halfway through the first quarter, but I mean, in the Georgia Dome, right? Like in Atlanta, uh, the crowd was rocking and it's easy for doubt to creep in at that point. You go three and out, they score. Oh, they're going to win 30 in a row, blah, blah, blah. Um, didn't happen. Milrow had a good game. Bama just had a good game. One thing I was really interested in was Georgia was double spying Milrow all yeah. game long. Have you ever, I've never, I'm sure it's happened in games I've watched. Not, but as, I just a game, not as a game plan though. Yeah. As like, n- yeah. Like not actively watching it. I feel like the way I watch it now, but how much disrespect do you have as Milrow as a passer, yeah. those, especially like short to intermediate routes, right? Right. Uh, no, and you know, give give Milrow credit. Like he did what he had to do to to beat that, you know, to beat that scheme, right? Like he, they said you can't beat us like this, and he did. You know, the thing, the play that I thought is uh, is what should have been Bonds Bonds touchdown, right? On that, well, so it was yeah, seventeen to ten now. And like they should have gone, or damn it, I, I can't remember. But it, but it would it would have put Alabama would had been twenty four points for Alabama. I remember that it put them up twenty to, I think it was twenty to thirteen instead of twenty four to thirteen. What the hell was it? Um, but Bonds drop on third down, basically. Okay, yeah, you, yeah, you, I you, recall. Yep, yep, yeah. So that, and I I thought Alabama was gonna was gonna uh, pay for that one, and they didn't. And you know, at the end of the day, good game. You know, you can't, you know, like they always say, can't leave it in the hands of the refs. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm always here to complain about the refs and, and I, especially SEC refs, they are well compensated. Um, Jesus. But yeah, um, I don't know. Any, any other thoughts on Alabama Georgia game, guys? Do you like, no, I mean, I thought, go ahead, Parker. I thought it was a great game. Um, I watched from halftime on. I mean, it was just two sledgehammers going against each other, and I think that was the national championship. I was impressed by Bama on defense, honestly. Just a few, like yeah, well, couple of couple of third and shorts, two games. Yeah, a uh, couple of couple of third and shorts where they made you know made big stops, and it was just. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to play Alabama in this, does, in this uh, college football playoff. Does it hold any weight the way that Michigan? Um, responded when you know the playoff committee announced that it was. I didn't. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like I thought. Like I don't know. What, like what are they supposed to do? Are they supposed to cheer? What are they, What are they supposed to do? Yeah. There? Like obviously they wanted. They Florida knew they state were... on their third string quarterback, right? Like I mean, and it's kind of a disappointment when you hear that, but it's just a, it's an instant reaction, and your your the cameras are catching it. Like if that's their, you know, if that's their mindset as of this recording, that's bad, right? But like in an instant reaction. I don't have a problem with it. It's human nature to be like, I mean, 
you, you do want the easier path, right? Like I just I just didn't I didn't I just didn't really hear or see like a horrible reaction either. Like maybe I, maybe I'm watching a different video than you, but like I didn't I didn't get the impression that it was they were just like, like everyone was just kind of like they kind of like their shoulder their shoulders sank a little bit, and the, you know it wasn't like this joyous reaction. But yeah, oh like, yeah, they're gonna have to play big boy football. <laughs> Yeah. And they're going to get pushed around. And they're going to get demolished. Spoken like a true Ohio State fan, Parker. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know, man. I think, Buddy, I they, think... this, this program hasn't been relevant since the 1940s. And they've been kind of relevant these last three years uh, okay, late fine. in November. Fine, they haven't been nationally relevant. Well, I mean, they're number one in the country, so I think they're nationally relevant now. But to be fair to Parker, well, they did lose They did lose that monster left guard. Um Dude, you're, you're gonna try to, yeah, yeah. You're gonna try to me name an offensive guard. Like, yeah, Good luck. Was, um, no, and I, I I didn't remember his name either, but I knew it started with a Z. I was like Zach Zinter. I wanted to be Zoltan or Ooh, Parker a, scouting that team up north. <laughs> um, which that 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 kind of sucked too. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think they're definitely gonna miss him. For, you know, given the style of offense and just three yards in a cloud of dust for Corum, right? So yeah, last thing I had on this game. You can't feel too bad for Georgia because they lost the SEC championship. They don't deserve to be in. Nope. But um, any other year, not any other year, but most years they make it in, even with that loss in the SEC championship, considering they've won 29 in a row. I know you're supposed to look at it as a vacuum in one year, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of walking that back as I'm, as I'm saying it because uh, they didn't demolish teams throughout the year too but uh i mean 12 and 1 it, it's still pretty good in the sec but obviously not good enough and and they didn't win when it counted so no i think it i mean i think it sucks for georgia and ohio state because like i said i think they're two of the top four teams in the country but that being said um, I disagree. but you guys just for fun um initial reactions uh for washington and texas what are you thinking I think Texas wins. I hope Washington keeps it close. I, I get what Parker's hesitancy with Michigan is. I'm a little more sold on Michigan than I am Washington in being competitive, um, just because both of those programs just haven't been when they've been on the stage before. I think, I don't know, just off the hip, 31-21. I think Penix keeps it kind of close. Texas wins. Mm, fair enough. Well, we'll have plenty of time. We'll all review the film. We'll go back and watch every single game, I'm sure. And uh, and then we'll we'll come back with pregame predictions right around that time, right? Yeah, geez, we got yeah, like I said, we got we got a month, yeah. right? Um all right. Um so yeah, yeah, good segue, right? I said uh, you know, uh selling penalties, acting like acting like a bunch of bitches, right? And uh actually I'm gonna defend this because this is, this is a weird take for a journalist, right? But words are just words. And so um, so we're going to talk about – words are just words until they're not just words. But bitches isn't that big of a deal, especially on a basketball court or a football field. And uh, so Broad getting upset about – say don't use that word so lightly. Um, yeah, you may do – Adoka uh, told him to stop his bitching. Or uh, not him, <laughs> but like the, the guys no, on the court he, he, in general. So – so I, I saw the barstool one, they, you know, lip reading, translating. You you had a different one. You said. Uh, yeah, John Boy was like. Usually, John Boy, yeah. He's usually um, baseball. But. 
um, ventured off into a different sport. So I don't know, man. I grew up cussing. My my mom swears like a sailor. Like you know, both my parents did. Like that's just how I grew up. So it's just not that big of a deal to me. Not yeah, same here. And uh, I don't know, man. Like grow up. It's just a word. Calm down. Like yes, there are some words that just carry a little bit of extra. You know what I mean? Um, and I get that. But like bitches, like whatever, man. Like like. Like, do, do you get upset getting getting called that on on a basketball court or a football field? Like, like, who cares, man? Yeah, it's just trash talk. But uh, shout out to Ime for like not backing down because LeBron <laughs> just came right up to him and then he's like, "What are you gonna do, soft ass boy?" You know, like, <laughs> no. And, and obviously, as a as a as a card carrying LeBron hater, um, I loved it. Ime Ime deserved to get ejected. I think <laughs> I disagree. Like, I disagree. <laughs> um, I don't like. I don't really care. You know, either way. Um, I guess I'd be mad if he may get fined for it, but like, you know, it's just like, it's, again, it's just let him shit talk. Who cares? You know what yeah, I mean? It's like, like, Ime wasn't like provoking it. Yeah, you said something, but you know that there's far worse being said on the court. Of course. And then LeBron makes it a point to come up to him. How often do you see a player approach the head coach like, okay, Ime was, you know, slightly on the court, so he wasn't like on the sideline, right? Um, but I mean, like, you never see that happen especially like a star player approaching a coach. And then, you know, I feel like most of the head coaches in the association would just be like, okay, LeBron, you know what I mean? And good for Ime to be like, no, shut, shut up. Like go back and play basketball. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, like, let's be honest, LeBron, LeBron doesn't want to fight. Ime, like, like LeBron wants to basketball fight. He wants to like, he wants to look around. Is anybody going to hold me back, please? Anybody, anybody? <laughs> Like Ime, I feel like Ime might throw down. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like Ime actually might fight. I think he might, but I think LeBron would beat him up. But I, I did see. Um, not, no, no, I did see. Uh, Dude, LeBron I, just posterized. Do, I, do, I, do we need to do this take like again? I would, like, oh, we, LeBron, LeBron posterized Ime. Yeah, ah, that doesn't mean he's going <laughs> to beat him up. LeBron would posterize me too. I'd still kick LeBron's ass. I'd no, pay, you wouldn't. I'd yes, I would. See that. Yes, I would. Nah, LeBron, dude, we've already had this there. discussion. There's like two percent of NBA players who can kick my ass. LeBron's not one of them, according to Tori. Just yeah. dude, just, dude, just I because mean, you're I strong think doesn't LeBron mean you're is the biggest bitch in the world. Like, do I really need to but, go? Do I really I, need to go so back do, through? So does that mean Tori's yeah, the biggest bitch no, in the world now? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, dude, I'm sorry. He's in he's in phenomenal shape. He keeps himself in phenomenal shape. He is a pussy. I do not care. There's another one of those words. I like. No, I don't mean. Female genitalia. It's like it's a totally different meaning. Just so get over it with with the words, okay? Like I say, I say things. Get over it, okay? LeBron's a pussy, so I, I like I don't care. I don't care how strong you are. Like guys, like do I really need to do this? Thing? Like like dude, I got the shit kicked out of me for two years out in Vegas by professional fighters, but like but I survived. Like I I don't know how to explain it. It's just no, I would fuck him up. Absolutely. Give me, yeah, hey, I respect it. Give me, give me a six-week training camp. Get ready for LeBron, and I will fuck him up. LeBron camp, Bron Bron camp. Um, but anyway, so we're talking about boundaries, right? Sidelines, uh, coaches. Um, you know, we talked about this last week too, with the you know with with Jamal Adams being a piece of shit with the guy's wife, right? And um, and that's a boundary. Fans shouldn't be talking about players' families, yelling to them because they're drunk and stupid on the sideline. And now we have another one. In the Eagles and 49ers game. Big Dom. The fucking head bouncer, basically, for the Philadelphia Eagles escalates the situation. Inserts himself into a situation that did not require it. 
And I mean, th- that's really what this is like. It's like the head bouncer is drunk and they have to call him a cab home. That's ridiculous. This guy should never be on a sideline again. And I, I don't take, I don't say that lightly, but it is literally his job to de-escalate potentially explosive situations. And he fucking created one. That, that is inexcusable as the chief of security. There's just there's no excuse for it. Am I uh, am I missing something here? Do, does every NFL team have like I have no idea chief of security Probably. on their sideline? Probably. It's just not like a figure face like Big Dom is, and kind of not as embedded in the team culture as the, he is. The celebrity, the celebrity status of Dom DeSandro. I I don't know, but this whole situation was completely ridiculous. I don't actually have that much to say about the Eagles and 49ers game. The 49ers fucked them up. Um, I don't care about the bitching. Like Eagles fans are ridiculous. It's really hard for me to stick up for them right now, actually. But when it comes to this situation, first of all, Dre Greenlaw shouldn't have been a personal foul. The personal foul was for the tackle. It was for him kind of like suplexing him backwards. Yeah. The whistle, he was already lifting him when the whistle was being blown. Right. So it shouldn't have been a flag. Okay. If everybody wants to get a little bit, you know, wants to tussle a little bit, non coaches, non, you know, if players want to tussle a little bit over it because they're fired up. Fine, whatever. I don't care. But it shouldn't have been a penalty. And then idiots online start talking about Dre Greenlaw threw a punch at DeSandro. Like, do you know what a fucking punch looks like? He fucking, like, ran his finger up his cheek like, like, hey, you need to shave. I don't know what the hell he said to him. Maybe it was some sort of scary threat, some cool thing that I don't know that players say to each other. Or, you know what I mean? I don't know. And Dre Greenlaw apparently is a little bit of a psycho. Yeah, a little bit Um, of a... He's kind of what you want at linebacker, right? Um, I think yeah, he just booped him though. He could have done a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. But from uh, what I've been told, he's, he's dude. He, he did not do it with any intent to injure Dom Desandro. He yeah, he touched him. Sure, after Desandro put his hand in his face, like, so Dre Greenlaw shouldn't have been ejected from that game. Um, again, this is speaking as a as a guy who grew, I'm going to say grew up as an Eagles fan because I like I don't care anymore. Um, I, I like the 49ers. I like the Ravens. I just like I like I like players. I like styles and. I used to like the Eagle style. You like players, like player empowerment era, huh? No, I mean like I, I, yeah, I mean I root for some players, but like how am I not going to root for Micah Parsons even though I'm an Eagles fan? You know what I mean? Like the guy's a stud. Um, the more the more you know about any sport, I kind of explained this to my wife last night. Actually, she's like, she's like, so who are you rooting for this game? I was like, yeah, I don't really care. She's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't really care. I just like, yeah, it's Packers and Chiefs. I was like, there's guys on both teams I like. Whatever, you know. That's kind of how I, I, I get that question a lot with, with Jenna when she's watching. Who are you rooting for? Eh. If I'm not betting, I'm like, eh, I don't know, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and, that, and that's not because of, like, a lack of passion about the game or anything. Uh, we'll, we'll get to a game I got passionate about, actually, in a minute. But, um, so, yeah. So, <laughs> Eagles, whatever. Like, I, I, I wasn't – I expected them to lose. I kind of wanted them to lose. Because I, because I want this team to wake up. But did you want them to lose in that fashion? Did you want them to get absolutely punched yeah, actually, in the mouth? Yeah, I think punched in the mouth is actually better. And and quite frankly, you, you remember that? What was the, that crazy thing last year? I think every team lost the week after they play the 49ers. Yeah, like the, and uh, I think the Eagles. I think it's going to happen to the Eagles this week. Parker, there's a there was a or I don't know if it, it was this year. It was last year, right? Where there was the Ohio State, and I think it's kind of a historic thing uh, in the Big Ten, right? Like. Teams do not cover after playing. Is it Ohio State? 
I don't actually know. I've never heard this before. Yeah, there there was there was something like that, like the 49ers. I think Fair it was enough. Ohio yeah. State. It might have been Penn State. It was someone in the Big Ten. But or they, it might have been Iowa. It's probably so, Iowa. That, yeah, that I mean, it could sense. be Iowa, right? But <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the 49ers, they just beat you up. And of course I love that. And uh speaking of so I was I was annoyed by the trash talk from Debo, but then I actually saw a couple of the interviews and he's like, Yeah, it's all in fun. And do I totally believe that? No, I think it's personal. And you know what? If that's what it takes to motivate yourself, I think it's a mix, right? Like, because like him and AJ Brown are boys, and like they go yeah. back and forth, and like so they're, they're they're having fun. You know what I mean? And I would I believe even he and Hassan Reddick are having some fun. Sure, whatever. Um, but there's a little bit of I mean, you saw it in the game, right? There were there were obviously some some nasty. There was some was nastiness. Personal, there were some feelings, as, yeah. as uh, Michael Jordan would say. Yeah, and I, I took that personally, right? Um, so all the trash talk aside, what Debo said after the game last year was stupid. What 49ers fans are saying is stupid. Like, the whole thing, like, like, well, this proves that we would have won last year. It's like, you're an idiot. Like, first of all, that's just a loser mentality. Oh, if we, if we had our quarterback. Well, you didn't, dumbass. You didn't have your quarterback. And you know hey, why? Florida State fans, listen it's to like, this. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay, that's, that's not the same thing at all because Florida State won. But anyway, so, it's, but yeah, you didn't have your quarterback because Hassan Reddick hurt him. And then whoever else hurt, hurt Josh. Maybe it was Reddick that hurt Josh Johnson, too. And then you were too dumb to have a third quarterback on your roster. And guess what? A third quarterback wasn't bringing you back from a fucking 24-point deficit. So shut the fuck up. You're dumb. Like, these are two different years. The Eagles and the 49ers are two very different teams. A lot can change in a year. And a lot has changed in a year for the Eagles. Their offensive and defensive lines are one year older. They're, they, don't, they don't have the same offensive and defensive coordinator. Jalen Hurts is not playing as well, quite frankly. Uh, uh, he was definitely concussed, right? Like, I, I'm a believer that he was concussed, and the NFL just was like, nope, you got to be out there. And yeah. he probably wanted to be out there because he, because he went to the he went he went in the medical tent, and yeah. then he went to the locker room. And if you go to the locker room, it's almost like locked in, like you're in concussion protocol. And then it came right back out. I know. Oh, so I'm going to talk about that in a second. The uh, the uh, different standards for concussion yeah. protocol yeah. for quarterbacks. It's, it's funny how that works. So uh, anyway, so yeah, I posted like a, a meme with the stupid SpongeBob font, I guess you would call it, you know, with uppercase, lowercase, uh, uppercase, lowercase. It was like, like, yeah, we would have beat him if we had our quarterback because Hertz was out for like two plays. And that's why I was thinking of Mariota. Yeah, um, yeah I got Because God, is he terrible. Um, the Eagles are screwed without Jalen Hurts. And that's and that's with Hertz not again. Like I said, he's not playing as well. He's not protecting the ball. Period. Um, but so yeah, like the whole take is just stupid. But all that being said, I do like Debo. He what he did tomorrow on that touchdown run. Oh, great like, man! How do you not love that shit? I mean, like to a linebacker, you know, like I mean, he's basically a safety playing linebacker, but still. Um, which makes the roughing the passer on Josh Allen when he hit him even more ridiculous. Morrow's not a big dude. Um, but Debo, after the catch, like, so how do you not like him as a player? You know what I mean? Um, so I do like Debo. And that's what, that's what I mean about, like, I don't, you know, the 49ers style, who they are as a team. Like, dude, if this team stays healthy, they're Super Bowl champs. I have, I have no doubt about it. If they stay healthy. You talk about angry runs. Almost everyone on their team is just difficult to get down in the open field george kittle checks that box christian mccaffrey checks that box yeah mccaffrey Debo's, doesn't get enough credit for being a power runner really no because like, he's shifty too but he loves to go in between the tackles debo obviously just talked about it Ayuk, i guess is probably the exception there he can break a tackle or two but he's not necessarily that physical 
force, but uh, you know, it's good to have some finesse in there as well. But I mean, even Juwan Jennings, right? Like a uh, kind of yeah, just a big you know, like yeah, like just a big body all, and almost just, a tight end at wide yeah. receiver. Yeah, um, I just I like the team. I like the way the team's constructed. I like that they they went out and got a got another pass rusher for themselves. You know, like um, even though actually the pass rush. It, it, you wouldn't think so in a forty-two to nineteen game, but the pass rush really didn't kill the Eagles. No, Philly um, held its own in that regard. Um, it's it's kind of hard to fathom how it's actually twenty-three points, but no, this this Forty ers team is head and shoulders above the rest of the NFC, and I I think they're winning the Super Bowl as long as they stay healthy. So, and I and frankly, I hope they do. I I don't know. All right, I like Trent Williams. I like Purdy. Um, we kind of explained away his little, you know, his little stretch there where he wasn't playing well. You know, he has four of the, like, QB rating is bullshit, but it's interesting. He has four of the top seven QB rating games in the NFL this year. Efficient, man. We, you talked about it last week with, uh, or last episode with, with the stat, you know, not throwing it, but throwing it the most effectively. I mean, that's that's great, right? Yeah, and, 30, they were 32nd, and I'm sure that hasn't changed, 32nd in pass attempts, but eighth in yards and like second in pass per attempt and yeah and then uh you know and you talk about it all we've talked about it all season long what nine rush attempts i think for for the eagles uh for for running backs i mean it's just a huge difference at offensive coordinator right now um so you know i don't know it's it's frustrating it's i don't understand like the eagles probably they need a power back (laughs) <laughs> and they and they probably need another back anyway after that hit DeAndre Swift took. Oh, what a oh. hit that was! Don't you hate it that every time now instead of going you're holding your like, breath for yeah, a, like instead of going oh, you're you're like wait wait where's the flag where's the flag oh fuck there's no flag cool but but the excitement's already gone yeah like that sucks like Roger Goodell NFL owners you're fucking thieves of joy and I hate you like you suck like Parker um, Parker weigh in on this game uh, did you envision the this kind of a blowout i mean i don't know how many people did really no i i, I expected the 49ers to win by a touchdown or like did eight. you though did you though you said maybe the eagles are one of those tough teams you said that that's what you said well i mean i said maybe they are I, <laughs> maybe they weren't i i like philly um but i mean i think 49ers are a better team right now uh, but like they have like the ability to get injury prone real quick. That is true. Yeah. Oh no, I mean it's a huge if, but I'm just saying if they stay healthy. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Um yeah, no, I mean I that hit was uh, nasty. I I know you said like uh you don't normally get the reaction of oh like I I was watching it with my roommates, and like all three of us did the same exact, just like holy shit, jumped right off the couch. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I loved it. No, I mean I, I, um, I mean I loved it too. I, I just, you know, I, I just that's that's not my natural reaction anymore. My natural reaction is to wait for the flag, which sucks, you know. Fair enough. Even when it comes in, did like, you see that Goodell wants to ban the push push? Wait what? Sorry, the touch push. What about the touch push? Oh, that they're gonna they're oh, gonna ban Goodell, it, dude. I don't. Goodell came out and said he wants it to ban. Yeah, it. or or uh, 
what's her name? Diana Rossini reported that Goodell said that. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, whatever, man. I think you already know what I think about that. It's ridiculous. Um, and Goodell's an idiot. And they just gave him like thirty more million dollars for the next few years. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a disgrace. I think it's stupid. It's just like any other thing. If you don't like it, stop it. Stop fucking jumping over the top because it doesn't do anything. You're an idiot. You're literally just riding the wave. Like, like it's just leverage. Like, how do how do professional football players not understand the concept? Do you think they're getting like roasted in the in the film session after that? They probably don't even put that that play on the film. I don't know. And here's the thing. Like, again, it did get stopped. The Bucks stopped it because Vita Vea is a monster. So get yourself a run plugger. I don't know what to say. I don't know what else to say. Get, get, like, those guys should be valuable again. Instead, Roger Goodell's going to kill it. That's, it's bullshit. Thanks a lot, Roger. Like, no, I mean, I, I genuinely hate that man. I really do. He disgusts me. He's a piece of shit. Um, so, don't hold back. Speaking of, uh, oh, I won't. Don't worry. Like, he he sucks. Like, his legacy to me is, like, destroying football. That's 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 what he's done. And, uh, and yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen have their role in that because you can't tell me that guys that make $50 million a year don't have influence on stuff like that. Them, their agents, their representation, all that shit. Um, and, of course, the owners. I mean, really, the owners are the people that really need to be blamed for all of it. But what are we going to do? Fire the owners? So give me, Let me get one more uh, Chiefs. Or, or not, yeah, never mind. Never mind. We're going to Chiefs now. I'm, I'm ahead of myself here. Uh, no, we're not going to Chiefs. We're going to Broncos, Texans right now. So, okay. if, you got, so if you got a Chiefs take, well, it'll it. wait. It'll wait, right? I think, we're, I think we'll get to it later, right? Look. Oh, we do have to get the Chiefs. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, we, I was, I was we, thinking uh, running back situation, but. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, so I want to talk Broncos-Texans. I was really happy to be wrong about this game because I thought the Broncos were going to win it. Um, And I'm happy to be wrong. It doesn't look, doesn't look like C.J. Stroud's hitting that rookie wall yet. Um, I think, do I think, do I think it still could happen? Sure. Um, But basically, my biggest takeaway from this one is, uh, man, football karma is beautiful sometimes. Uh, so Jimmy Ward, uh, the Texans corner, who I, who I didn't even consider this until somebody actually said it on social media, but he has a history with, with Russell Wilson because Ward played for the 49ers and Wilson you know played for the Seahawks, obviously, right? So Jimmy Ward, or I should say, so Russell Wilson takes the ball on a read option. So a designed quarterback run. This is late as well, right? Um, this is I, yeah, it's, it's either late third or early fourth, okay. but an important drive for sure. And what was it? Texans up 22-10 at the time, I believe. Yeah, that sounds And right. um, so, yeah, so it's a design quarterback run. He's a runner. And Russell Wilson slides way too fucking late. The initial contact, it, it, Jimmy Ward popped him. He did. He fucking waxed him. And he delivered the blow to Wilson's chest and then, like, yeah, a rising blow into Wilson's helmet, which is 100% unavoidable when a guy is starting a slide, right? He committed to the tackle before Wilson's – he slid way too late. End of story. So not only does he get a personal foul, but, yeah, Russell Wilson got rocked. Apparently, they thought Jimmy Ward got rocked, too. They pull him off the fucking field, even though Wilson definitely took the worst of it, and Wilson stays on the field. Explain that shit. Yeah, I didn't see the play, but it's uh, on yeah. A, these in- independent neurologists are you know, I, are they not being listened to or yeah? What's going on there? It's I, interesting because, like I said, like 
Jalen, in my eyes, was concussed. Like that's, I, I, if you're going to the locker room in 2023 for a head check after going to the blue medical tent, I think you have a concussion. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but like that's, <laughs> it seems like everyone else that goes there that's not a quarterback has a concussion. Did you, did you ever do, did you, did either one of you ever do the concussion protocol test where it's like you have no, to? No, no. So you, I never had to do it because I was concussed or suspected of concussion, but they, what they do, at least at Framingham State, was they run you through oh, no, a I series did. of yeah, no, Yeah, they yeah run I you did th- it preseason. Yeah, I, we had to do it preseason, I think. And it's literally just remember a series of numbers. Yeah, we would do it in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, like patterns and colors. There was all, It was like 30 questions. It was kind of like, yeah. Remember I, Bobby failed it on purpose? <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so would I. <laughs> so like, I, I didn't think of it at the time, but yeah, it makes sense. Um, and that's the thing is like, everybody's different. Like, I don't know. There must be a lot of different levels to it. That's probably only one element. It's probably like the, that's like the field sobriety test before you actually have to blow. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's probably the equivalent. I don't know. But the point being this shit isn't working. Like if you saw the hit that Russell Wilson took and again, clean hit, he's a runner. It, It wasn't intentional. It wasn't leading with the head or anything like that. It was just, yeah, the guy's shoulder glanced up into, into Wilson's head. And if, it's like if you saw it, you'd be like, Wilson definitely got more fucked up than Jimmy Ward. They pulled Jimmy Ward out of the game. Russell Wilson stays in on a key drive after a personal foul, by the way, that they called on Jimmy Ward. And then so 15 yards and then three plays later, the Broncos score. And now it's a ball game in what is what basically amounts to a playoff game in the AFC. Both teams were six and five. Yeah. Both teams are six and five. It's it's a have to have it game for both teams. The Broncos are hurting right now because they lost this one. And the Texans are right in the middle of it. It was like Broncos would have been like forty eight. They would have been right around fifty if they won. I think they're at like twenty percent chance. And now Texans are at like sixty something and they would have been at like thirty something. Yeah. So it it was like a thirty to forty point percent swing it's, it's it was a huge game it was playoff atmosphere for sure and you pull a guy out of the game but not the quarterback who took the who took the bigger it's hit. sad because i didn't see this play um and i 100 percent believe it I, but there's, but there's a happy ending there's a happy ending because to I end did the game yeah to end the game so the broncos it looks like you know wilson's gonna work some magic again he's already thrown two picks in the game um and he's driving down i think they're inside the 10 he, you know, spins out of a sack and everything is like, oh, man, here we go. And nope, Jimmy Ward undercuts the route and picks it off. It was fucking poetry. It was beautiful. Um, this is that was the kind of thing that just makes football a beautiful game. That Jimmy Ward was the one that got the interception. I loved it. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I'm ha- I was happy to be wrong about that game. But uh, Parker, did you watch that one? Yeah, so, I mean, I watched it mostly on Red Zone. Um, but when they cut to it, I was definitely watching. CJ looked really good. Uh, Nico Collins was incredible. They lost Tank Dell, though. So sad. Such a rookie-to-rookie connection. I was going to ask you about that, Parker. Um, I mean, Nico looked really good. You're right. And Noah Brown just came back this last game. I don't think he got a catch, but, um, you know, he was doing pretty well before. But uh, that... That has to have you down in the dumps, right? I mean, that's probably one of the best rookie QB to rookie receiver connections we've seen. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's up there. I can't like yeah, think I mean, of one like right off the top. I'm of not my head. arguing that it's one of the best. Um, 
Yeah, no, that no, it was fun, and I, I mean, and I hope this doesn't uh, take too much away. It's it's gonna hurt the Texans' offense for sure. Uh, Stroud obviously, you know, had a comfort level with him, and and they trusted each other, and um, but yeah, you know, he's still got Nico. He does still have Noah Brown. One one um, more receiver. Um, I posed this question to Parker. Let me let me throw it at you, Tori. Is Cortland Sutton the best uh, contested catcher in the league right now? Hmm. Man, he's. He's up there. I don't know. If, I don't know if. I don't know if I'd call him the best. That's tough. I don't know. Like, like I guess it, like, it was D Hop for me for years, and I think just the nature of D Hop's targets now, he probably isn't uh, still incredible at at catching in traffic. But it seems like almost every catch Cortland Sutton has, he's never on a breakaway slant, you know, and just running taking it to the house. He's diving down on the ground, or he's. Uh, mossing guys in the back of the end zone it doesn't seem like he gets many easy catches um no it's true um you know i guess honestly like a guy like even like pickens is probably on that list yeah a little that bit. makes sense just like um, freak out i think to, uh, terry mclaurin mclaurin's on yeah, you know even though one. he's not tyler lockett um uh lockett yeah i was actually gonna say dk you know especially because of dk's rookie year Maybe that one sticks out in my mind a little bit more, but uh, DK had a huge catch his rookie year against the Eagles in the playoffs. Like, I remember just a jump ball. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Cortland Sutton's definitely up there, you know, like, and, I, and I'm surprised they're not getting him the ball more. Um, I can't remember him getting another catch that game other than the 45 yard touchdown. He only had two. Yeah. Um, yeah, but definitely up there. Uh, one of my favorite list. receivers, I, the same thing that why De, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was my favorite, and he probably still is, but uh, one of my favorite receivers in the past decade or so is I love guys that can just, you know, they can just uh, catch with, with a guy on their hip and like there's no space whatsoever and they can just phase that out and concentrate enough on the ball and it's just like even when they're not open, they're open, which is it's always fun to watch. Got to put AJ Brown on that list too, right? Like he's he's up contested. There. Oh yeah, I mean that catch he had against the uh, Commanders. I guess it's year. just like, like when I think of contested, I think of like high volume contested. He he's a very like he can make contested catches, but I see AJ Brown open a lot. I see him creating space on slants, and that's not his fault. Like he's creating separation. Yeah, I mean, I, part I, of the I, job. I think more of the ability than the then you know what I mean. But I got gotcha. you. No, fair enough. Um, so anyway, uh, well, speaking of Hopkins, so this, this is actually, I, I didn't put this on the notes, but the Colts-Titans game, this is the, the job the Colts have done without Richardson, again, he was my offensive rookie of the year pick, you know, admittedly a bit of a dark, dark horse candidate, right? Yeah. Um, but the job Minshew has done, um, is Shane Steichen coach of the year candidate? I, I mean, think it's, like, I think it's, it's staying in the AFC South, right? It's either him or, uh, D'Amico Ryan, right? D'Amico. I mean, it has to be one of the two. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I think that's still up in the air, you know, like, and, and I love D'Amico. I, lo- I, I like the Texans. I really do. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Steichen's had to battle with more, uh, you know, more shit's been on his plate than there has been in in Houston but uh I don't know if it's time for an apology to 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 Gardner Minshew yet but we kind of we kind of threw him in that like oh once he's the guy is he any good "Mm -hmm, he still is now that he's been the guy so like you know maybe maybe he's one of those guys that kind of overcame it right um we kind of threw him in that Fitzpatrick and Josh Dobbs you know right hopefully you know hopefully Josh Dobbs isn't in that category but we're afraid he is right um 
couple of crazy things in this game. We had a block punt return for a touchdown. I think immediately following the block punt, right, was the was the uh, the two point return for two points. One right? of them, either the first or second, because there was two blocked punts um, in the game. As the kids would say, this game was drunk. It's <laughs> all, of, and then Ryan Tannehill, by far the highest paid holder ever, can't get the hold down, so the Titans miss an extra point. Which allows overtime. A la Tony Romo, right? Is that, ooh, right? 2006 or whatever it was. Oh, dude, that was a long time ago. I remember that, though. Against the Seahawks, yeah. Um, I think it was 06. Yeah, I'm really bad with years. Like, that was, <laughs> I think it was the same year where he had the curse because he was dating, uh, what's her name? Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Um, I know, yeah, everyone, with this Taylor Swift thing, like everybody forgets it. Like how quickly everyone forgets this has happened before, right? Yeah, yeah and she was at the game last night, right? And which we'll talk about, but only <laughs> only mentioned once, only shown once. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Good, good job, uh, NBC. That's, I guess I'll give credit where it's due, even though I, I definitely have beef with Collinsworth. But yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But it's just uh, you know, you know, speaking of giving credit where it's due, it's just the Colts, like like I said, this game was drunk. But they come out on top, and they're seven and five. The AFC is just insane right now. Um, and you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny because, like, I talk about like things being decided on the field, but this is going to come down to some bullshit tiebreaker that we're all going to hate, <laughs> right? Mike Vrabel you know is going to have to decide the coin flip, or not Mike Vrabel because they're out of it. But you know what I mean, like D'Amico Ryan and Stain, uh, yeah, the Colts coach. Or <laughs> so, oh, was oh was that a was that a Friday Night Lights reference? They're going to have to go and do a. Ugh. Oh yeah, Texas, I guess, I Texas guess it, State playoffs, and it comes down to a coin flip. What kind of way is that to decide? Oh, I guess it, it was deep in my brain. It, didn't, it wasn't. Uh, She's a movie one time, and it ruins. Yeah, I'm life. a movie guy now, guys. Yeah, calm he down. is. Yeah. Calm down. See, uh, doing too much learning in the schools. <laughs> That's the best line in the movie. Cardell Jones, is that you? <laughs> oh man. Okay, so yeah, we got to talk the Packers and Chiefs game. This, I, I. I I'm not prone to hyperbole. You wouldn't say that, right? I'm an asshole, and I and I yell a lot, but I'm not really prone to hyperbole, right? Uh, like, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, this might be the worst officiating I've ever seen in the final two minutes of a football game. <laughs> just, like, not necessarily any one of them was the worst call, but just the worst succession. Yeah. The, like, the worst rapid succession of bad calls. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Get your shit together. Especially because they had time, like... There was a fumble where they had a bunch of time to like kind of gather themselves, you know, or or what they thought was a fumble. There was there was plenty of time to get their shit together. It wasn't like everything happened fast. But 2 minutes of game time, it was atrocious. So it for me it all starts with the with the Mahomes play. He's nowhere near out of bounds. And like everybody knows how I feel about this. I'm I am pro defender on this. If Mahomes' foot touches the white barely, and then it's a split second and the quarterback hits him, or excuse me, the defender hits him, like, I still say clean. It's like, if, if there's just not enough time to decide what the quarterback was going to do, and, there are, and they are out in force on social media right now, like, I need to stop checking it because there's just so much stupidity, and I don't know how much of it is real. Um, I don't know how, much of these, how many of these people are spelling things incorrectly on purpose just to be funny. It's, it's bad, man. It is, it is stop a fucking checking nightmare. Stop the comments, brother. Yeah, but, it, like... Trying to engage, but you know what? I don't think I need to do it anymore. It, like, you know, things are kind of picking up steam, right? I'll take tomorrow's shift. I'll give you a mental like, No, you break. won't. <laughs> but, like, but they are just so dumb. And these people are saying, like, like, 
Like, it wasn't really necessary. It's like, dude, define necessary. Here's the thing, right? When it comes to protecting quarterbacks, I've already, I've already spoken my piece about that. I've done the whole, like, Tom Brady, Kurt Warner wouldn't exist and everything like that. Like, nobody would know who the fuck they were without a quarterback almost getting murdered, okay? But here's the thing. Like, when you define necessary, like, when a quarterback takes off, he accepts an inherent risk. And, it, and Russell Wilson accepted that risk by running a fucking read option. And Patrick Mahomes accepted that risk by taking off from the pocket and running downfield. Football, like, I did say this part, and I'll say it again. It's all about stasis. Like, nature, nature likes balance. And everything should have a balance. There should be an equal reaction to whatever choice that you make, right? You stack up against the run, you might get burned deep. If you go too high safety, you might you might get beat up in the run. If you build your team for speed, you might get bullied, right? If you only put man coverage on Tyreek Hill with no safety help, you're going to lose. Good point, right? Yeah, if you decide if you decide to blitz and you only and you're one-on-one with Tyreek Hill, what's going to happen, right? All of these things. And if you're a quarterback that makes a decision to run, if you want your accomplishments, if you want any of your rushing yards to mean a fucking thing to me, then then they need to stop protecting quarterbacks. There is a, there is a, you have to potentially pay. There is a potential price for everything you do in sports. That's what makes sports great, right? If you lift weights and you get big, but you slow down, like there's a balance there, right? There's a balancing act. You have to, so get too big, you get too slow. Like, but if you don't get big enough, then you're fucking weak. Like all of these things, they're supposed to be balanced. They're supposed to be, you have to find the happy medium, right? And they have gone way beyond the happy medium with protecting quarterbacks. Because I'll admit, I'm pro defense. Maybe I'm too far gone, right, with the, like, no, just let them hit them. Let them play, whatever. But that was fucking ridiculous. There is no fucking excuse for that. There's a fucking referee right down the sideline looking at what's happening. He sees Mahomes. Both of Mahomes' feet are inbounds. How many times do we watch Mahomes tip down out, tiptoe down the sideline for another 10 yards? He does like to tiptoe. He likes to walk a tightrope. Yeah, you know what? Play stupid games, you win stupid fucking prizes. And that's not even a stupid prize. I mean, he's just tackling them in bounds, out of bounds. That's not a stupid prize. It wasn't even a big hit. Here's the thing, man. If they're going to start calling that, I want to get my money's worth and fucking annihilate him. Because I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of these. This could have decided the game. Yeah, but once you get your money's worth, you're not getting your money's worth because you're getting money taken out of your your paycheck. Yeah, and we'll talk. We can talk about that too. How much bullshit that is. Like, like, unless they're going to start finding guys for flopping too. Like, yeah, find the flop. Hashtag find the flop. Hashtag stop the flop. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about let defenders play fucking defense. Unbelievable. Inside two minutes. I think inside a minute. Inside a minute, and you make a call like that that yeah, could decide the yeah, game? 52 or something. Yeah, it was within a minute. And then, oh, and then I, the, the magic. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Parker. Um, I think, like, them doing, like, this stupid shit is actually putting players more in danger. Thank you. Yes. If, if they're going to penalize them, like, they're going to start trying to get their money's worth. Oh, not only that, but when you have to think while you're playing, like, when you, when you, when you think instead of just yeah. reacting – like that that's dangerous. That's dangerous for the defensive player and the offensive player. What about these guys? No, I agree. Yeah, uh, these guys hitting quarterbacks and rolling off them and falling onto their own fucking shoulders so they don't hurt the quarterback. Are you fucking kidding me? Are they that much more important? No fucking way. 
Get the fuck out of here with that shit. That is unbelievable. I mean, that, that's I mean, that's the worst one I've seen. Like, there were other ones that have been debatable. They're like, oh, yeah, it was a bang-bang play. Yeah, his foot hit, and then he hit him. Like, this one wasn't even debatable. It's not even fucking close. How does an official look down the sideline and see, like, if, if, the, if the safety, whoever the Green Bay Packers player was, if he hits him just a little bit more to the left, Mahomes spins off him and runs for another 10 fucking yards. And, like, and then the Chiefs fans want to come out and force because I post that one, you know, to our social media. Like, oh, you're not going to call out the pass interference? This, Yeah, I did. Why don't you fucking check our other posts, moron? But anyway, so, like, th- th- like that, because if they're enforcing the rule properly, which we'll talk about in a second, if you get driven backwards, as Mahomes definitely did, because he got fucking whacked, and he didn't even get hit that hard. It was just a nice hip check out of bounds, right? But he got pushed backwards, so that shouldn't have stopped the clock. So that helped the Chiefs because the penalty stops the clock. And then, yeah, then the then the not fumble by Sky Moore. Sky I think. Moore, yeah. So Sky Moore doesn't fumble. We think he fumbles. Isaiah Pacheco fucking punches a guy and gets ejected from the game because he thinks the game's over. Um, and, he, and he obviously has anger issues. Um, but I'm okay with it. I, I don't, I'm not mad at him, whatever. Um, so anyway, and then two plays later, uh, was it was it Valdez Scantling on that Valdez, one? Yeah, yeah, Valdez Scantling catches a pass out in the flat. Green Bay defender clearly drags drags him. He drags him like two or three yards backwards. And then here comes the official saying, "Yep, yep." Like she she signals for. Uh, and by the way, gender has nothing to fucking do with this. You're an idiot if you say that. But yeah, she signals. You know, stop the clock. Yeah, nineteen seconds left. Which, or... which yeah, I think nineteen. Yeah, baffling. Like, they changed this. I don't remember when they changed it. It was a couple years ago. Actually, I can't find it in the NFL rulebook, that exact situation, but I know they changed it. And I did find it elsewhere than the NFL rulebook. Sure. That's not a credible source, though. So I know they changed the rule. All three of us agree. They changed the rule, right? If if you get driven backwards, the clock, if you get driven backwards out of bounds, that doesn't stop the clock. Right. And we, we, we were all aware of this, right? So horrible call there. Um, the, Pass interference, of course. So I like, I don't like Mahomes, but I like plenty of the Chiefs. The pass interfer- the no call on the pass interference was egregious. The magic of the makeup call, I guess, which never should have had to happen in the first place. Like the game did not play out any in any f- way, shape, or form the way it should have. And then they don't call the pass interference. It was like that was <laughs> the like, easiest penalty you could have called all night. Oh, yeah. absolutely, and probably all season. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the worst no calls all season. Absolutely. Especially given the, again, the point in the game, right? The situation, like, yeah. Like, I am I am number one, just let him play guy. And I'm like, no, you got to fucking call that. That was pass interference. He was all over him. He was giving him a piggyback ride and choking him at the same time. It was like it was like five-year-old on miserable dad's back, okay? That's, that's what that play was. And they don't call it. It was just, it was just a rapid succession of horrible... Horrible officiating. Like I don't. When are they going to start? And, and here's the thing: this all comes back to the owners too, the cheap motherfuckers. Because these other, like these people, if they want healthcare, they must have other jobs. I don't know. Ed Hockley was a fucking lawyer or something, right? I don't know. I don't know if that was while he was an NFL official, but you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, I got you. These guys don't get, or guys and gals, right? Don't get benefits. There's like they're paid well. They are paid well. But that being said, they don't have like healthcare and all that stuff. I mean, like. And they, 
I mean, we just saw what happened to a guy on the sideline. It is a dangerous gig, right? Yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that, that was. I, I don't. I don't want to get sidetracked. I mean, that was horrible. And um, but they said his blood vessels are all intact and he's going to be okay. So that's thank God, right? Um, but I don't want to get sidetracked on that one. That being said, good no call on the hail mary. It was a little bit of a shove. I'm going to be pissed if this starts becoming a point of emphasis. We're like, oh, well, if we're going to call it during the rest of the game, we got to call it on Hail Marys. If they start doing that shit, Chris Collinsworth is a tool for this. At the end of, after the game, in the post game, he, start, he starts saying basically like, well, because Kelsey didn't get up and start complaining, I, I kind of assumed it wasn't that really that big of a deal. So, like, in essence, he's basically saying like, like yeah, like if you get interfered with, you should get up and bitch. Like, so Kelsey just plays the game and understands that's what happens on Hail Marys, and he kept his mouth shut, which, again, is on brand for Kelsey because, again, we've talked about how he's under, underpaid, right? Like, I'm liking Kelsey more and more, which sucks because he is slowing down, right? But I like him more and more. But he didn't bitch. And then after the game, he even said, like, I'm not putting that on the refs. Like, we didn't play well enough. Like, yeah, good did, on you. As did Mahomes, uh, you know. Yeah, Mahomes said it. I thought it was funny the way Mahomes said it because he said, uh, like, oh, yeah, you know, I believe in let him play. Like, do you? Do you really? Like, so I'm being a dick a little bit, but I thought it was funny Mahomes said that. But No, 100%, but at least, you know, it, it is easy to get up there after a frustrating loss like that in a game you should win and be like, yeah, like obviously that should have been a penalty. You have two eyes. You, you report on football for a living. You can, you can see that that should have been a penalty and you took the high road. So there's something to be said there. I'll give Mahomes credit for a few different times. He is, he's the NFL's poster boy and he hasn't really used that opportunity in front of the cameras to be a dick. Now, right. again, do I think behind closed doors, he's being a dick? Yes, I do, but I don't have any proof of that. So, um, I just think, Again, when you're the NFL's poster boy, you have influence, and I'm pretty sure he has influence on some of these rule changes and points of emphasis. Um, but it's not just him, to be fair. You know, it's it's quarterbacks in general. <sighs> so, uh, what are you saying? Oh yeah, Pacheco is a psycho. Yeah, and uh, dude, that run, uh, like, like, dude. I mean, what is? It? Is he like two ten? He's not that big. He's not two sixteen. I think the broadcast said, "Yeah, yeah, not that big." But he's not not Derek, like small. He's but. not Derrick Henry. Like, he's just comp- compact. And I kind of wonder if this is like if this is actually the book on him. And is that why he fell to the seventh round? Is that he's a psycho, and so he's going to do? I think part of it is he played for Rutgers. <laughs> you know? Ah, uh, yeah, but I mean, like. I mean, if it could be though. if FCS schools can get you know first and second round picks, I think Pacheco yeah, could have been a high round pick. Yeah, if you're if Bill Belichick's picking, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Belichick's going to take that Penn or uh, no Notre Dame kid, little lacrosse player. Unfortunately, he's only a freshman, so you guys can't take him yet. But you know the one I'm talking about. I can't remember his name, but uh, I think I've I've heard it on broadcast. He, I forget off the top. He was like of my a walk, he was like a walk on at Notre Dame, but he was like a scholarship lacrosse player. He'll, he'll be the Patriots' yeah. first-round pick in a couple of years. But yeah, but back to Pacheco. I mean, he got folded like a lawn chair, and you think he's out for the, you know, at, at least the rest of the game. He's no, probably it, missing weeks. And two snaps later, he, he gets the ball. He's he's more like a, he, was a, he was a glow stick. They snapped him, and then, yeah, <laughs> and then he no, was on. It, it was bad. It's like, you know, um, we talked about Tank Dell getting rolled up, and obviously, you know, Pacheco was the one with the ball in that situation, but looked kind of similar right like the way the the leg was and everything and yeah two plays later gets a handoff and first down like 12 yard run just running as angry as ever he should be like i'm just going to keep on saying it every time isaiah pacheco gets mentioned on this podcast 
Philly needs him. That's who Philly needs. Uh, I I wish because I keep I keep texting Jake saying the same thing. Is like they need a power back. DeAndre Swift isn't a power back. You know what I mean? Uh, like he's good, but not a power back. I mean, I don't even think he's that good. Like he, I think it's the offensive line opened up some massive holes. I don't, I don't think he sucks. I'm not saying that, but they have two guys whose you know number one skill is receiving, and you know him and Gainwell, Boston Scotts, you know, like a you know. Well, he's a, the he's Giants a, are coming up, right? Boston Scott's about to go. That's off. true, Boston Scott. Yeah, I hope you have Boston Scott on your fantasy team. He's going to score three touchdowns this week, but, um, but yeah, they just wh- why don't you have a power runner that can be a little bit of a threat in the passing game, which not really Pacheco. Like if Pacheco's in the game, I feel like you almost kind of you're ca- almost he had kinda, three catches last. He can catch the ball. No, it's no, just, I mean it's just like they have McKinnon, so they don't need him to do that a lot. But he he has hands. No, he's no, he's all right, but. Um, and Edwards Alaire. Yeah, Ed, quite, yeah, Clyde Edwards Alaire is uh, starting to get a little bit more run and run. Uh, he was supposed to be like their their running back, and then Pacheco just kind of stole it from him last year. Um, but yeah, point taken, Pacheco or somebody in that mold. But honestly, I, I mean, just like because he's because he's just so mean. That run down to the two yard line that Pacheco had before the Chiefs' last touchdown was unbelievable. Like, I mean, it, it, like it's never all just him. Like, yeah, he's getting like you know aided by his lineman and everything, but just to keep your feet and just keep fighting. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I love it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, um, definitely. I mean, uh, Najee Harris had a run like that uh, last week, but um, I do want to come back to Patrick Mahomes, like. It might be time to kind of like reevaluate our take that it's Patrick Mahomes and everybody else on the power rankings. Um, there's some debate, and, and you know, you and I talked about this before the show. You know, was the interception his fault? And that 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 goes into multiple levels, right? Because okay, so it, as we looked at it, it looks like Sky Moore should look over his outside shoulder, right? Yeah. And uh, I can't remember the, you know, our our fan, quote unquote, the, you know, the guy on social uh, that pointed this out, and he had a good point because I because I said overthrow. I just thought it was an overthrow. Um, that is that is my weakness in football is I, I don't know the passing game that well, especially from the offensive side. But so I look at it, and I saw overthrow, and – you see, he should he should have turned outside. Once you pointed it out to me, I'm like, okay, looks like Sky Moore should have looked over his outside shoulder, not his inside shoulder on that slot fade, right? Great, great interception, by the way, by the Packers corner. Yeah, great play. Um, um, but that being said, that still could be on Mahomes in the grand scheme of things because, like, is he just does he just not does he not put the time in with his receivers? You know what I mean? Like Sky Moore was a good player last year. He was he scored a touchdown. Or, one or two. He scored one touchdown in the Super Bowl last year, right? Yeah, it was Tony um, too, right? Uh, no, Tony had the punt return and one touchdown, I think. Okay, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, like what's like what what's going on? Where these guys, you know, I I don't I don't like just put all the 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 stock in Mahomes numbers, but they haven't been that good. And he has ten interceptions this year. How many of them has been his fault? I don't know. Um. Both of his red zone interceptions have been been his fault. For yeah, instance. the one last week, right? It was um, last week against that the, one was, or two weeks ago against the Eagles. Yeah, that one was bad. And no, the one against the Broncos was bad too. Um, when, when the one they beat the Broncos, but it was a terrible interception. Like with somebody hanging around his foot, it's like it's, he does make bad decisions. 
And there's not a quarterback in the league that doesn't, though, at the, at the same time. Um, yeah, but I think he may he gets away with stuff because of his athletic ability, I think, sometimes and because of his arm. And I think it's kind of catching up with him. Is yeah, what, maybe is, he's starting to trust it a little bit more. And we're starting to see a little bit more of that mixed with inexperienced receivers. It's not a good formula, right? Yeah. And I, I, I just don't know how much of the distribution of blame should actually be on the receivers. Yes, we have the drops. You brought up a good point a, you know, a while ago. You were ahead of this where you said, I'm, I'm more worried about the miscommunication with receivers. So my point is, how much of that is actually on him, though? For Yeah, not- I mean, he has to take a part in that for sure. Yeah. Um, it is, I mean, we haven't seen this in any other year of Patrick Mahomes' career. So I don't know how much you can blame him. Like, he's been on, because he does play off script right and you know he has the safety blanket and travis kelsey for that but uh it's not like that's the only guy he goes to in those you know in those situations so yeah but so i guess like what i'm saying is like is there a potential that now that he's you know he's got 87 different chip and dip commercials and like you know is there a possibility that he's buying his own bullshit a little bit that's all yeah i think there's it's yeah there's some of that i i there's a potential for that for sure. I think it's I don't I can't put a number to it. Is it seventy percent? No, no. Miscommunications yeah, with receivers, thirty percent. Like we not. have no idea what's going on. But when you're the quarterback, when you are paid fifty million dollars a year, when you are the guy that like Chris Collinsworth is in love with, then yeah, you're also the fall guy. And like and you like you you are the CEO of the team, right? I mean, and so. It's up to him to get these guys up to speed. I said the same thing about it. This isn't Mahomes' hate as much as I do. I really don't like him. But I, I might like his game or I like his game until recently anyway. Um, but I said the same thing about Mahomes. I said the same thing about Brady. Like, I thought Brady was bitching too much on his way out of New England. Like, like bring me bring these guys up instead of instead of saying, like, oh, they're, you know, obviously is there a certain point where it's like it's on them? Sure. But Parker, let, let uh, let's get your take. Is uh, is Patrick Mahomes doing too many Mahomes Ma, Ma auto? Did you see that commercial? Is a good commercial. <laughs> is he doing too many uh, ads? Is you know what's going on in, in Kansas City? Um, I mean, I think it's a mixture of like maybe he is falling into bad habits. I don't think the wide receivers there are that great. Um, they're definitely dropping the ball. There's definitely miscommunication going on. Travis Kelsey is slowing down in production. So he's not as reliable as he has been in the past. But, I mean, I think your argument towards um, Mahomes could be more targeted towards, like, a quarterback like Josh Allen. But, uh, where I think he tries to way, do way too much was way too many picks like he puts his team into bad situations you're saying you're saying Whereas Allen does, Mahomes okay. definitely is but I mean like they're I, still winning most of the time I mean he's eight and four I don't know and and that defense has been good they weren't great last night but they've been very good the defense has carried this team it's probably the best and defense he, in the Mahomes era right oh I I, I would say so yeah yeah and, yeah I would say so and um and he has a very capable running game. We just talked about it. They have a very capable running game. Now, you know, I've been very critical of Juwan Taylor. Like, like 
Mahomes, Mahomes covers for him a lot. Like, this is another thing that's funny. People have actually come out and defended Juwan Taylor to a certain degree, which is mind-blowing to me. I don't, I don't like, put a ton of stock in the pro football focus rankings, but Juwan Taylor's 33 out of 37 eligible tackles right now. So he's, and, he uh, wouldn't be a starting eligible – like, he's not a starting caliber tackle. I'm not sure because I don't know if they mean left and right tackle oh, okay. by that. Um, I doubt it, but 37, that, there's could, no way. You're right. It could just be right tackle. Yeah, it's definitely right. Um, it, but he sucks. And I don't <laughs> care. Like, sometimes, dude, sometimes it's just the eye test. Like, he doesn't move his fucking feet. He has terrible footwork. He is a lazy fuck. He sucks. Um, so that's a little bit of an excuse for Mahomes, I think, because is he under pressure more? Do they have to chip on his side more? Yes which sucks because his best weapon is his tight end, right? Yeah. Delayed um, release. Um, now, they do it more. They they do it with Pacheco, and he's mean about it, too, which I like. <laughs> but, um, but Pacheco chips a lot, too, but you can't do it like that every time. Um, so there's, there's something to that, too. Now, the other uh, pro football focus thing that was interesting last night, though, is Rasheed Rice is ranked 15th out of, like, 117. No, he's trending up, and you're, you're starting to see it. He's the, he's the go-to guy if it's not Kelsey at this point. And it was – was it going to be – it sounded like it was going to be Tony at the beginning of the year. You know, he yeah. wasn't able to really stay healthy. Um, I think he's missed a couple games. Uh, MVS, you know, with the drops. I mean, they've all had drops, but yeah. Rasheed Rice is uh, – Stayed healthy, and, I mean, he's he's getting, it must be, like, 8 to 10 targets a game at this point. So, do I think um, do I think the Chiefs receivers are that good? No. But when you get paid $50 million a year, like I said, you make them better. That's I mean, when you accept that contract, you accept that, hey, we can't pay our receivers as much now. That's how this shit works. Okay? Tom Brady said, no, I want you to, I mean, Tom Brady kind of had a case because he took less money and they still didn't give him good receivers most of the time, right? But that's how this shit works. And if you are a $50 million quarterback, you win. End of story. You don't get you don't get excuses. You are a $50 million man. Fuck you. That's it. End of story. <laughs> like, you don't get excuses. So, I mean, that's where I'm at with Mahomes. Um, you know, just quickly, Jordan Love played played well last night. Again, against a good defense, right? He did. Now the drive where, the drive where they scored both the throw to Watson and the play maybe the the exact play before it that throw on fourth and two to Dobbs, which by the way there was a an illegal hands to the face that no call um, on the Packers left tackle, um, <laughs> but Chris Jones literally affected the trajectory of the throw to the point where like it, like it just tear dropped into Dobbs on fourth and two that ball shouldn't have been thrown he got really lucky there. And then, honestly, the touchdown to Christian Watson was unbelievable. By the way, I hope Christian Watson's okay because it sucked. He, like, tried to kneel down and hurt himself later in the game. Um, unbelievable catch by Watson, but that ball shouldn't have been thrown. So those two throws, uh, Love got a little lucky, but he had a good game. End of story. Um, and he's put together a few now. It's not, you know, this isn't a one-off. I mean, he played really well on Thanksgiving. Right? No, th and, no, three weeks in a yeah, row. Yeah, Um, And I think this, this kind of goes back to the, you know, don't be too quick to give up on, you know, um, Bryce Young. Um, yeah. Bryce Young. Don't be too quick. You know, like just, I mean, continuity. Again, give guys a chance to develop. Give guys a chance to make mistakes a little bit, you know. Um, and the Packers have been one of those organizations that give people time, right? They, they believe in continuity. Same thing with the Steelers, maybe maybe to a little bit too much of an extent. Like, uh, I'm starting to wonder, like, eh, maybe it's time with Kenny Pickett. I don't know. But well, he's he's hurt, so yeah, we'll find ankle out, surgery, right? So, uh, um, I bet they wish they had Josh Dobbs right now, but yeah. Um, 
So, uh, and you know, honestly, the worst play I thought of Love's Night that could have hurt them was, uh, yeah, coming out of the two-minute warning, the Packers have the ball at the Chiefs' twenty-one. It's third and six, and th- this is either on Love or on the floor or both. But you have the whole two-minute warning to talk it over, and Love takes a sack for nine yards. Which, yes, the Chiefs have burned all their timeouts. The sack does, you know, keep the clock running. But the play, it, like we watched it, it was four verticals. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And uh, like, why not? Like, if you, I, I respect if you, if you want to trust Love, especially to to boost his confidence. Like, maybe you're in the playoffs, maybe you're not, and you trust him with the game on the line. And, and like, I respect that. How about a little bit more higher percentage of a play instead of four verticals, and then he gets sacked for a loss of nine. It turns into a 47 yard field goal. No gimme at Lambeau. Like that could have killed them. Yeah, you uh, you know, you hate it on Chris Collinsworth, but you got to give him the the call after. Well, you what? can't do that. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> it was it was perfect. I mean, that's exactly what you can't do. Yeah, I mean, Collinsworth, I love Collinsworth. I, I don't Me love too. it. Collinsworth. Collinsworth knows football. He's just really annoying. It's, I mean, it's it's just, a, he's one of those guys. Now really, here's a guy. Yeah, now here's a guy. Uh, he's definitely one of those one of those guys that you either really like or really don't. And, and uh, he should definitely disclose that he owns pro football focus. Like that's, that is a conflict of interest to be putting that shit up all over, uh, all over the screen. I agree. And I think it's, that's more of uh NBC, you know, they should draw. Yeah, the but line, he has but a, he has a fact. He, he plays yeah, a role in the unethical, you know, nature of it. Yeah. But he's, he's not a, he's not a rogue agent. Right. But <laughs> I don't think he's running from it. I mean, I don't think he's. I've never heard on a broadcast him talk about owning Pro Football Focus. He he has mentioned it, but you'd have to be in the know of him doing it. Like it, it's not like, hey guys, I own Pro Football Focus. But I just he I alludes just, to it every once in a while, but it's not it's not often. I don't know. I, I think it should be a little bit more front facing in your face. That, yeah. yeah. Um, but whatever, you know. Like I don't like him, and I don't like Mahomes. So it's. But uh, so you, you just don't like Sunday night football. Uh, is what you're saying. Well, you know, <laughs> Tarico the- is very pro ref, so I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> you know, Tarico seems to side with the refs, and, and which sucks. Tarico is an OG; he's been around forever. I feel kind of bad about that, but he's. I he's, hate Tarico. He's kind of annoying lately. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, give me Al Michaels, like you know, talking shit because he doesn't care anymore. Oh, I, you're like, gonna get shit talking Al Michaels for Thursday night, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, no, oh my god, he's god. gonna want nothing to do with that. You game. You know what? Beautiful segue because I, I'm sorry, we do have to talk about this dubious record. Actually, kind of impressive in a way too, though. The Patriots have held their te- their opponent to ten or fewer ten, ten or fewer in the last three games and lost all three it's beautiful look it is it's i mean it's perfect um uh said another way teams that have held their opponents to 10 points or less are 52 and 3 the patriots are the three holy shit that is a bit like and you know to your point defense is still playing they're still playing hard they're doing it without judon and christian gonzalez i made fun of you for saying that this would be a good defense without them um, or with them, excuse me, and uh, they're playing. I mean, they're, of, look at their opponents too. But um, no, true. But I mean, NFL is NFL. Ten points is ten points. Yeah, and uh, and and really, Chargers score points. So they not do. not lately, but but yeah, the Chargers I mean, score high, points. I think you. I think uh, Stanley's got to go. Who's got to go? Sorry, Brandon Staley. The head coach for the. Chargers. I think we're three for three. Oh on sure, that. sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, hundred percent agree. I can't believe he survived this long. Um, but. Uh, 
Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. Too. I like hottest seat. That's you know, it's like him. It should be Belichick, and it should be McDermott. I think at this point, Eberflus. Um. Oh yeah, sure. It, well, yeah, but Eberflus is a foregone conclusion, right? Like we know he's gone. If he keeps winning, though, maybe not. No, fuck off. He's gone. He's got to be right. I mean, uh, the Bears are inept. <laughs> yeah. So they, they might keep him. I mean, all this talk about continuity, maybe the Bears will finally believe in it. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. Because then you're, then you're teetering on the conversation, like, it's not quite Carolina, but, like, there has to be some consistency in the building at the same point, right? Like, you probably don't want Eber, Eberflus to be that guy. Like, you don't want him to be the one staying in the building. But there is something to be said for learning, you know, playing under the same offense and, and being in the same system for a number of years. I think uh, he and Belichick are actually in similar situations where it kind of depends where their draft pick falls, right? Because you don't want to draft, uh, you know, you don't want to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May. I don't want to draft either one of them. I've said that before, but um, you don't want to draft, you don't want to draft either one of them and bring them into an Eberflus or Belichick run operation, right? So if you don't, so you kind of, as a Bears fan, if you like, if you like Justin Fields, I don't know. I feel like you kind of you, you kind of want like the third and the fourth pick, right? And I don't know. I mean, I guess like one of the quarterbacks could shoot up the board like they always well, do. Well, we have somebody that likes Justin Fields on this podcast. What do you want? What do you want out of these this uh, draft capital, Parker? Well, I want us to trade down and get the third or fourth pick. Yeah, because you're. Yeah, I mean, Carolina is almost a shoe in, right? Unless you know, unless the interim uh, bump is a real thing. Uh, they played. Who'd they play this week? They played them competitive. Was it the Bucks? Yeah, I think it was the Bucks. Yeah. No, that was earlier this year. Hang on. No, I'm pretty sure they played yesterday. Because uh, I was watching that game on Red Zone, and then they weren't out of it. No, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, the we, it was the are Bucks, we talking about the Bears? The sorry, it. the Panthers at this point. No, the ba- the Bears played the Vikings oh, the- last. That was their last game. The Bears were off last this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking Panthers because uh, they own the rights, obviously. To- the the Bucks was week two when uh, you know everybody thought Claypool was actually going to be good because he caught a touchdown, and then <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Oh yeah, and then we ran like five straight screen passes. Oh yeah, that was yeah. the yeah they were in the lab cooking up uh, offense there. <laughs> I. I don't know, man. With Fields, like, there's so many, there's so many young quarterbacks that have succeeded. I mean, like, and like, you know, like a guy like Jordan Love turning it around doesn't help Fields' case. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's year three, and you can you can talk about the bad situation all you want, but okay, then you know it's probably time for a different for a change of scenery, right? So, even for him, if you're a Fields fan, if you're an Ohio State guy, like to me, I'd kind of be rooting for Fields to get shipped out, and but. Again, I don't want Caleb Williams or Drake May, so maybe maybe Fields is what you go with. I don't know. My thing is, is I mean, I, I we joked about it last week, but I want Jim Harbaugh. And I think he, if you bring in Jim Harbaugh, he's not going to get fired within three three years. There's something like, to. There's going to develop some continuity. I think it will help Justin Fields. There is something to that because Kaepernick was definitely an athlete, you know, and like and I'm not saying he wasn't, you know, a proficient passer at times, but it 
they used his athleticism a la Lamar Jackson, right? So I don't know. He might he might be the right fit, honestly, when you think about it. I kind of like that fit if if Harbaugh does decide. Um, let me ask you this, Parker. In order to get Harbaugh at you know, Harbaugh the job at Chicago, would you would you accept Michigan winning the national championship? Not a day in my life. <laughs> Come I on, Harbaugh. never. Harbaugh rides off into the sunset to Chicago. Come on, it's beautiful. I think uh I think yeah. I think the NCAA like investigation is gonna help push him out of Michigan. Yeah, but it'll be but he'll have the he'll have the nice narrative. Yeah, I did everything I came to accomplish at Michigan and now I'm gonna go back to the pros and win a Super Bowl. No, I'd rather put a bullet in my head than think of them actually winning the national championship. Oh, Which they won't. All right. Um you know, just speaking of, like, I, I'm just kind of also, you know, so we, we got on that conversation talking about the Patriots' offensive futility to a certain extent. Um, like, Iowa. Like, that, that's that's got to be... I heard a stat. Can I, can I shoot yeah. this off? It, um, I was watching the McAfee show, and it was on this. Iowa has a 1,000 more punting yards this oh, yeah, season. <laughs> Than they do offensive that's yards. A, that's a McAfee stat right there. <laughs> they have uh, three thousand some odd total team yards of offense and over four thousand punting yards this year. I can't even wrap my head around that. Guys, since since the Wisconsin game, they've broken twenty points once. That's in seven weeks. So, or excuse me, including the Wisconsin game. Oh yeah, and Purdue by the way was only twenty points. So Wisconsin fifteen. Minnesota, they lost twelve to ten. They beat Northwestern ten to seven. Then they beat Rutgers twenty-two to zero. Woo! <laughs> so just some quick math here: four thousand punting yards divided by thirteen games, over three hundred yards punting every game. They average three hundred seven punting yards a game. Is he a good punter? Is he like an NFL prospect? I'm, I mean, I yeah, if, he's going to go to the pros. If you're gonna be, if you're, if you want to go to the NFL and you're a punter, you go to Iowa, right? Like that's just, yeah, I mean. I mean yeah, yeah, that's one of the places you would go. Um, like Rutgers, Iowa. Uh, I was just say, like, I feel Alabama. like I feel like Iowa's, Alabama. Iowa's probably like got to be the best opportunity for a, uh, or like they got to be the odds-on pick for the Patriots' first-round pick if the Patriots stay in the first round, right? Is there like an Iowa guy that like could could be in the top of the first round? I'm or, sure there's a tight end that isn't being no. used that's actually really good, but Iowa doesn't have like a D lineman or or O lineman. Iowa doesn't have a stud tackle right now. Nah, not on like a Penn State. Not that I'm aware. Uh, no, not not on Penn the level State of Penn guy, State. Yeah. Kid, yeah. Um, no. So they'll so they'll trade down and they'll take an Iowa guy number twenty. I think that. Yep, that's my no prediction. Rutgers guy. No, I think it's gonna be Iowa this year. That's, that's what I'm saying. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Well, and I think, uh, man, I don't think that show disappointed. I, I think we did great, guys. I, I think that was some impassioned football debate. Was, it, was, it, was there a minute of basketball? Yeah, yeah, we talked LeBron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, LeBron minute. LeBron and, um, and uh, oh, yeah, my maybe my new favorite team, Sacramento, is losing to New Orleans in the, in the in-season tournament. But, uh yeah, I'm kind of a fan of Sacramento, so I'll just throw that Jared in there. Fox, so, clutch, man, clutch. clutch I like clutch. it, dude. I just like pace. You know what I mean? Like, like I know I'm a, a like the bean. 
I'm a defense first guy, you know what I mean? But I just like that, like, you know, the, like the other team scores, the ball hits the floor and they're, they're already, they're already at half court. Like they're just pushing it, putting pressure on you. I like that. You know what I mean? So, um, Mike Brown's a good coach. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good team. I think, I think I like small market teams. That's kind of like, I think that might be kind of my thing. You know what I mean? Milwaukee, Oklahoma city, Sacramento, because you don't have to deal with like the, dickhead superstar you know what i mean like they're just they're so annoying in the bigger cities did you just say milwaukee yeah oh my god oh i know i know i'm not cool it's not a trendy you know it's not a hipster no, it's pick. because because parker is threatened by milwaukee with uh with the celtics fandom that's what he, he feels threatened oh yeah i don't give a fuck about the celtics <laughs> i do i mean i like i kind of yeah i do I kind of have Boston fan in my blood, but not really. Like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. This Celtics team, like the Garnett Celtics, like I like them, even though Paul Pierce was kind of annoying. But oh, Don't say that. Paul again, Pierce is my favorite player growing how up. How dare you? Talk about resiliency. That man got stabbed like 23 times, and he was he didn't miss a game. And he and um and he probably just pooped his pants instead of you know like you know everybody thought it was an injury at the time but he, he probably, probably did but like probably that's, just shit himself, it's so right? ironic that that is brought up like oh like paul pierce fake tough guy like no he actually got he almost died and then he missed like less than a month before the season started and then played all 82 games and people just don't don't remember that that is incredible i don't even think i've heard that what he got stabbed 23 times what yeah in a nightclub yeah in, in a nightclub in boston like a bunch of Celtics were out. Some guy stabbed him on the street. What year? It was early. It was like 2003, maybe. So like way before the championship run. Then. Yeah, yeah, it was like early Celtics. But yeah, no, he almost died. <laughs> no, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah. The more you know. Huh. Well, anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> Good show. Okay. So it's, uh, it's time to move on to the closing portion of our show. It is holidays and history because uh, especially in these, uh, you know, everybody talks about the dog days of summer. I'm good with summer. It's this time of year that fucking sucks. Yeah. So, so we need, uh, we need some things to, to celebrate, you know, I mean, you know, you have the Christmas tree here, but it's always here. So it's like, you know, it's kind of like, but uh, it's uh newly decorated. It's a, oh yeah, well, that's true. That's true. And, and qu- very nicely. Do you have any special ornaments on there or do you just kind of do like a, a general, uh, what I'm starting to do is every place I go to, I'm starting to buy an ornament from. So like I have, Oh, okay. That's uh, good. Yeah. yeah I, I got to get some from past trips, but that's going to be my new thing. All right. I like it. Cool. 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 All right. Maybe that'll be my Christmas gift to you or something. I don't know. I don't really get most people Christmas gifts. That's actually my Christmas gift to them is you don't have to get me a gift. I don't get you a gift. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, no, I like that. Um, yeah, that's like my sister and I have that arrangement. It's 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 excellent. You know what I mean? Because I'll buy it. Like if I see something she needs in fucking October, I'm just going to get it for her and give it to her. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, all right. So without further ado, holidays in history. So uh, technically today, because it's 1226 a.m., December 5th is International Ninja Day. And uh, that, uh, you know, we, we talked about James Bond earlier. I, th- I feel like, be, you know, International Ninja, is that is that cooler than an international, you know, man of mystery? I'm, I'm going man of mystery personally, but ninjas are really cool. And I, I think every little boy wanted to be a ninja at one point or another in their in their early days. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you guys. But no, I, no. I sure I, did. Um, I don't know. I mean, both oh, Sean Connery is way cooler than a ninja. Well, maybe. Well, here's the thing. Like ninjas don't have the branding, right? Because like yeah. really, 
they're actually kind of terrible secret agents. It's kind of like Archer. You guys watch Archer at all? It's like, like he's like, he tells no. everyone he's a secret agent. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, and really, if you're a good secret agent, you never, you don't shoot your gun. That's like, that's not right. how it works, you know? So like all these, all these action scenes and I mean, that shit's not supposed to happen. You're supposed to, even in Goldeneye, the video game, like, like you're supposed to like, no, you get you guys don't know. You guys need to come over and play Goldeneye on Nintendo sixty four. It's the greatest video game of all time. I've, but, I've played it. Oh, okay. I think I've seen my brothers play it. I think. I mean, Parker. I mean, it like there's. It, it's pretty much the best game ever, right? It is one of the best video games ever made. Yeah, um, I'm sold. Yeah, so and and you can do four controllers, so we can and it's oh, beautiful and like you know it, it's shitty because you like screen watch other people because you can't oh, play yeah. online. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So you so you you're like watching. You're always getting uh, you know somebody's like you're cheating. Yeah, it's like, exactly. yeah everyone's cheating. Yeah, so. everyone's cheating. That's what you do in Goldeneye. Yeah. So um, where was I? Oh yeah, but the ninjas don't have the branding because they're so good at being stealthy. So I think that's why maybe you guys feel like. Yeah, underappreciated. See, you know, you know what I mean. Um, but just on like a coolness level, like ninjas are really cool. But just like I don't know, man. See, no, because nin- ninjas have stealth. They yeah, have, you know, they, they do. But ninjas don't wear nice suits either. You know. I mean, I think like dressing in black and being undetected is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, sort of the. Or driving Austin ers Or dr- what? What do you say? Or driving Aston Martin. Oh, Aston oh. Martin. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but again, they, like they like travel by like hopping across the rooftops. That's that's awesome too. That is cool. I don't know. I think this is a, a worthy debate. I mean, really, it's um, pirates are the ninja's natural enemy. I don't know how that yeah. happened, but I, I don't know where that started. But it's just a fact. Pirates and ninjas are natural enemies. Is don't jive. It is. Yeah. Um, National Blue Jeans Day. How many times is it acceptable to wear blue jeans before you have to wash them? I don't wear blue jeans a lot. I don't wear a lot of denim, but four. I don't. I, I don't wash pants a lot. Yeah. Honestly, no, I, neither do I. I say three, but I'll I'll respect four. Um, obviously, it's a case by case basis. Yeah. Depends on the weather. Depends on the yeah yeah food and, falling on it situation. Depends on the sweatiness. You in know? the summer, I'm not wearing pants as much. I'm wearing shorts, but I'm more likely to wash. Than I am in the hey, let's be honest. Yeah, like if it's in the summer and it's an event where you want to wear some nice jeans or something, and then they just end up on the chair for a couple of weeks and yeah, then they yeah. get washed anyway, right? So yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Parker? What's the what's acceptable? Uh, I I haven't worn jeans in like twenty years. Fair enough. So I I don't have an opinion. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Nineteen seventy eight. Uh, December fifth, nineteen seventy eight, the Soviets signed a, a friendship treaty with the with Afghanistan because they were trying to prop up a uh, pro Soviet government. Afghanistan is just a uh, a bummer of a subject all around, so I won't spend too much time on that. Just I'll just say uh, it's just sad because around that time, like late seventies, like Afghanistan was like normal, and uh, there were like just women walking around in normal clothes, and it was like a cool country. And then uh, the Soviet Union fucked that up, and then. I guess I guess I'd say we fucked it up more. We didn't really we didn't help. Um and uh so I was there for a little while. So, you know, I think I'm allowed to say that. I don't know. That's <laughs> um, why Parker and I are uh staying silent. Yeah, uh no, you guys are allowed to talk. It's okay. I'm not like one of those people. But uh yeah, just Afghanistan's a bummer of a subject and uh you know, but the Soviet Union, yeah, really like, you know, I think they get more blame for fucking everything up there. So 
Um, and I think can can we like can we be make it a, an official show stance against religious fundamentalism too? Can we can we be officially against that too? Can I look into it a little bit more? Uh, religious fundamentalism. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll let you. I'll let you research. It, I'm not. But. I'm not very uh, in that. But if you you say it, it's a it, you know, let's stamp against it. I'm down. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm just really against most extremism in general. Extremism, yeah, yeah no, thank you. Um, it's just not well versed. That's, that's where e- that's where evil lives. Yeah, is extremism. But yeah, um, fair enough. You can research it though. Um, 1945, five uh, five military aircraft. They were uh, Avenger torpedo bombers, I believe. Uh, disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. And I don't know about you guys, but I thought the Bermuda Triangle was going to be a bigger problem um, growing like up. Quicksand. But, it's like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just thought that, that this was something I might run into, but uh, yeah, like like two aircraft kind of makes sense. Like you know, one one runs into another, and they both like just crash into the sea, and they don't have the technology to find them in 1945. But five is uh, five is a lot, and it makes you wonder. About have you guys ever like been in the Bermuda Triangle? I actually, I, I I've I been have. in the Caribbean. I don't know if I was. I don't know exactly where I, the I think Bermuda I Triangle have. is. Um, yeah. You know, like I guess I, was, I I have not. I think I was too drunk at the time to care. Hey, know. if you're in the Caribbean, that's perfect, man. Yeah, yeah, it all worked out. <laughs> all right, uh, let, all right. Let's uh, let's run through these quickly. Uh, December six is National Pawn Brokers Day. Have you ever pawned anything? Uh, no, but I used to watch uh, Pawn Stars. Oh the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, pawn Stars, good stuff. Love Pawn Stars. Best I can do is fifty bucks. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I mean that's an all time meme, right? Um, yeah, Pawn Stars is a good show. Um, World Trick Shot Day. Like, wait, see, when I think of trick shots, I think of the uh, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird commercials. Yeah, like, McDonald's like, commercial. Do, do you guys actually remember this? Like, uh, they were before yeah. our time, I think. But yeah, yeah, nostalgia. Okay, fair enough. Like, like, I'm, I'm just impressed you guys remember um, or are familiar. Uh, all right, uh, 1961. This is just one of those, like, you know, that this level of horrible racism isn't that far away from us. It was 1961. Ernie Davis was the first black Heisman winner, which is just, you know, kind of mind blowing. That is mind blowing. Um, Cast my Heisman vote today. Uh, what? next week you'll, Did you? you'll hear. Who'd you vote for? Can't tell you. Ah. I'm not Kirk Kirk street. I don't have that uh, power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Can't wait. Can't wait to discuss, but, um, yeah, I think we all know it's uh, Jaden Daniels, but you know, but I'm not putting words in your mouth. No, you're not. Just to be clear, Heisman, you know, um, conference, whatever you know, whatever the hell it is. What are you? Elector. Are you? Yeah. No. 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 I'm no. Not, you definitely cast that ballot for Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> I just, I just meant like, what's the government? We're Kyle uh, Oh, you Heisman oh, Committee. Oh, you the Heisman Committee. Yeah. Sorry. Heisman tr- Trust. Heisman Committee. Heisman, yeah. Two. Heisman Trust. Right. Yeah. One that's it. Right. Yeah. So Heisman Trust. I wasn't putting words in his mouth. Just saying. That was that. He's my Heisman pick, but I don't matter. I'm a loser. Like I'm not. You matter. I, no, I don't. Um, okay. Uh, national letter writing day. Um, you know, I honestly, I guess this one's near and dear to my heart. I had to write a lot of letters in boot camp, and, um, I think there's a lost art for letter writing, right? Cause like there, there's like a formality to it and it's like dear blah, blah, blah. And you know, sincerely and everything like that. And it's like with emails, you don't really do that. Like what, like after you've emailed somebody a few times, you just, you just go to texting basically. Right. right. Like, so it's kind of, especially if you're on your phone, like you don't even you know, yeah. you're throwing fucking, the point of this? You're throwing emojis and shit in there, you know, yeah. Like, 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 yeah. So the letter writing's a lost art. Um, December 7th, fir- first day of Hanukkah? Is that, is first that right? First day, yeah. First day of Hanukkah, okay. Um, so happy Hanukkah, everybody. Um, and uh, 1941, uh, December 7th, 1941, duh. Um, so, you know, like, I guess that one has a happy ending, right? Um, you know, long term, 
you know, we're, we're, cool. Term, yeah. we're cool with Japan. Japan's cool now. Um, it's all good. And in uh, December 7, 2001, the remake of Ocean's Eleven opened. And um, this is a little fucked up, but like my favorite line from that movie is like, he's like, he's like are you scared? And uh, Brad, or no, and then um, Matt Damon says, like, are you suicidal? Brad Pitt, only in the mornings. <laughs> so, uh, suicide's not funny. That's not what I'm saying. It's just a funny line. I don't know. I guess I relate to it. But um, so I don't know. I think uh, I think that's our show. What do you guys? What do you guys say? That's a wrap, right? Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Well, uh, thank you everyone yeah, for being here. We appreciate you. Um, thank you, Cat TV, for giving us this equipment. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, it seems like our listener base is growing. Thank you, Parker, for being here for uh, for weighing in as always, and uh, it's only going to get better. Thank you, guys. <laughs>